There he is. Are you there, Clem Fandango? There we go. Aha, audio. Excellent. I, I can hear that. The formation is complete. How about and, that, dollar? And all form the head. <laughs> I guess I'll be the honk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love in that that episode of Teen Titans Go when they make like a big Megazord and it's oh, like yeah. Robin like, Robin thinks he's gonna be the, like yeah. the head, but he's, he's like, like the left foot or something like, or whatever. And like <laughs> Cyborg like flushes him down the toilet and he goes all the way down to like the left foot or something. <laughs> that is bullshit. That's total bullshit. With your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go! Go, go man. Man. Oh. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know who is the consultant? No, I have no heart. <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Hey guys, welcome back to another travelistic, spectacular episode of Fan Holes Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts, but I am not alone tonight. I've got one of my travel companions with me, and two, count them, two other of my fellow Fan Holes. Why don't you guys all shout out and say what's up? It's Mike, and... Uh... Yeah, I'm here. Hey, this is Justin. Hey, guys, this is Tony and Derek. Justin, tell me about the Petro Rabbits. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So I, actually, that's what we're here for. I mean, it's been it's funny. I don't know. Do, it all went by in in such a blur, Justin. I don't know if I remember it all, but it's been it's been about two weeks since Justin and myself came back from Heroes Con. I had my my two week vacation, and we had planned to discuss this like the the weekend after we came back, but you know, real life got in the way and stuff. And so here we are a couple weeks later to uh, regale Mike and Tony with our adventures over at Charlotte, North Carolina, in Heroes Con. I kind of wanted to kick it off too. Just a little side note was, you know, the the weekend before I got to hang out with TJ and uh, the Quad M show folks. Like I got to meet Brett Carlson and Chrissy Carlson for the first time and hang out with them. And that was in uh, Spokane, Washington. So I had a good time doing that too. I met Alex Sinclair and Ryan Benjamin. You know, Alex Sinclair is, I, I guess, you know, famously, you know, Jim Lee's only colorist currently or whatever. But you know, he's a longtime, you know, colorist in. Uh, uh, comics and then Ryan Benjamin's worked on a bunch of stuff for you know different comics publishers over the years and I had him do a, a Maxima uh, convention you know commission for me and stuff like that so I, I had a good time 
hanging out there. I got to play a little air hockey, which is something I was jonesing to do. It was really fun. I mean, I, you know, for the most part, I, I, I had a really good time out there and that was kind of like my, uh, you know, my, my opener or whatever, you know, like it was, it was kind of a short, but quick, you know, weekend con. And, you know, I, I used some points, some Southwest points to fly out there. And then I was, I was coming back Monday morning and then uh, Tuesday evening, I was taking a red eye flight with United out to Atlanta, Georgia. And so I, I had my head between my legs the whole time and I tried to sleep and all that kind of stuff. I, I, guess, I think I was kind of successful. I slept a little bit, even though it was kind of awkward and, you know, whatever. So, so I, I, I made it through that flight and then uh, I landed in the ass end of the early morning uh, in Atlanta and I uh, had rented a car with Hertz. And so I think it was like, I don't know, 7 a.m. or something. And, and so I, I, I got the car and started off on my journey. I even went to that same wacky Walmart that I stopped off that first time we did this in 2019, like when I landed in Georgia. I stopped off at that Walmart and I got some mangoes and some, some water to drink and stuff like that. And then I was kind of off and running on my way. And then what, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that, that part of the trip is essentially, you know, me by myself trying not to fall asleep and kill myself. And I succeeded because I, I made it. What time did I make it to you, Justin? Was it like, like one or two or? It was almost 2.30. 2.30. Yeah. So, so think about that. That's what, uh, see, we, we were ta- we were discussing like, you know, potential, you know, driving plans to different locations and stuff like that. And I think on the, you know, on the the Google map, it kind of tells you some cockamamie thing like, oh, it's going to take you, you know, four and a half hours to get there. But what, seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to one, one to two. So that that ended up being like seven hours, you know, I mean, with stops and gas and me going to the bathroom and feeding myself and things like that. But anyway, I, I, I made it there by two, two thirty. And then I guess I mean, I, I, I'll let Justin take over because we, we hung out and we did some stuff. What was your I mean, you know, I and again, sadly, this is something that that uh, we were we were waiting to disclose. But sadly, I, I did not see Mayor Dog on this trip. I don't know what happened. I don't know. He if, was not if, reelected. I, I don't know if Mayor Dog was impeached by the the brutal citizenry of Jonesville. You know, like I don't know what happened, but you know, I I, I could not find Mayor Dog anywhere. I did see like some kind of lassie girlfriend, so maybe maybe his uh, you know his uh, first lady was running around, but I did not see Mayor Dog. We did see Mayor Cat. Mayor Cat was there. Yeah. So what was um, your pr- perspective when I finally rode my my ass up to? Uh, to uh, the, the the driveway, as it were. I was just sitting here listening to some like compilation of old like garage bands from the sixties, and I was like, I bet he's on his way here. And I kind of like walked down to the garage, and I was like, Oh, there comes some strange car, because you know, like I live in the ass end of nowhere, and I'm like, I kind of know most of the vehicles. So I'm like, Oh, that's probably him. And I was like, Oh, and there you were. Yeah, I I, I remember I rolled up, and you know, we, we you know we had those double takes with each other, because I was like, That's Justin. I think that's Justin. Yeah, that's Justin. You know, because we couldn't recognize one another, or at least, you know, I had that 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 momentary moment of, is that Justin? Yeah, that's Justin. 
as always, I was pretty exhausted by that point, but Justin was very hospitable and, you know, I got to sit down for a few minutes. I got to look at like all his cool stuff, you know, his collection and things, you know, drop off some things for, for that room in the house and everything like that. And then we, I mean, after that, we, we sort of had these plans, but it was kind of like loosey goosey kind of plans, like where we were going to, you know, m maybe bowl, maybe miniature golf, maybe you know, go to comic shops. Like, you know, we, we kind of had like loose kind of like, maybe we'll do some things. We'll get back to the bowling later. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, 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 that's, you know, I'm, I'm going to steal from TJ again. That's what they call a teaser kids, right? Like that's, that's to come later on. What, what, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember now, did we just, I mean, we, we kind of went and we had, we had dinner at that, that Chinese buffet that night, right? Is that what we did? Yeah. And then we went to, uh, kind of a local shop I used to go to called Mountain Empire Comics. I I, I kind of told this, this story to Derek. I hadn't been there in over 10 years because, I don't know, I don't know if it was the owner or just some clerk, but he, I, he, he kind of was a jerk and I quit going there. We stopped by and it was a totally different atmosphere. The guy working there was like really laid back and I think we each got a couple books we were needing to get, you know, yeah. the trip so we could get signed and then I took Derek to a, a bookstore, and he survived. The first of many bookstores I'd managed to drag Derek to. I mean, he, 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 he was he was really trying to kill me with them bookstores. I was, but, you know. But yeah, that 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 shop was fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy. I I kind of felt bad that guy seemed. Uh, I I l let me just say blanketly, like not only that store and that guy, but I I did get the overwhelming sense of oh my god, a customer. You know, like every time. <laughs> We went into one of these shops. It was like it was like a thirsty man in the fucking desert was yeah. like every every shop owner was like, holy shit, you're coming in here and you're going to spend money. Oh, my fucking God. Like that's that's the vibe you got from everybody that, uh, especially that you went that inside. Especially that one guy where like Google directed us to an apartment complex. Oh yeah, instead. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, like, I'm glad you made it. We're trying to get the Google thing changed, but I'm glad you made it, and I'm glad you bought comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was funny too, because that was that was one of the stops we made. Like basically the the next morning when we were driving up to Charlotte, like we we had kind of mapped out some things. Like Justin was like, oh, I I you know I want to request that we go to this. What what was it? It was called K's Books. Is that what it was? Oh yeah, we went to Mr. K's used bookstore and um, yeah, yeah. So like there there were there were a couple of those and 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 one of those we stopped off like when we were in route and and then that other comic shop that uh, I I don't quite remember the name of it but oh, was it, it Comic Envy in Asheville? I think so. Yeah, it was one of the Asheville ones. Yeah, Comic Envy. That sounds right. And like and it's true what Justin said because we were you know we were we were driving around we were using like maps and things and and we we on the way we we. Tony, you'll remember. Remember that one shop we stopped in back in 2019, like when we were in Asheville, like where we they had like you know a lot of the figures, but they had all those boxes of comics and stuff. And I think I showed you like, oh look, they had an Azrael figure. And I think at that in 2019, you and Justin picked up some books from that shop or whatever. Like we we stopped there again, and at that point it was like I think like 10 in the morning or. I forget, like it was like we, we were in route and it was like around 10, 11 o'clock. And then we knew by the time we got there, we'd have to like, you know, walk around a little bit. So me and Justin took like, you know, a little jaunt through, you know, Asheville, basically. And by the time we got back to the car, it was almost like 11, you know, time for that shop to open. And then we walked in and, you know, I had kind of been. 
I, I guess it was on my mind because I think I had mentioned it to Justin and then Justin was like, dude, look, they have, you know, Void Rivals number one, you know, it came out or whatever. So we were both looking around and we both picked up a copy of that. And, and I, I bought a Batman and the Outsiders issue for Alan Davis to sign because I knew he was going to be at the show. And, you know, some of the stuff I picked up at the other store was I, I kept picking up issues of Jurassic League just because I knew some of the creators were going to be at Heroes Con. And I only had the first two issues. And my first two issues were signed by Daniel Warren Johnson. And then I think I got these back half issues signed by the the interior artist who uh, whose name I would probably butcher. And it escapes me. I think it was like Juan Gideon. I don't know, something like that. I don't I don't remember off the top of my head and I'm not going to look it up because I'm I told everybody I'm I'm doing this off the cuff. And, you know, I was like, I need I need to do shows with like absolutely no research for like the next couple of weeks so I can just, you know, blither on about stuff or whatever. But but that's what I ended up picking up at that that Asheville store. And then we had we had kind of looked around and, and kind of just on maps. We were like, oh, are there other because it, it seemed like there were a lot of stores within that Asheville vicinity. So we said, oh, maybe we since we're in this route already, you know, I think by then we were maybe like two or three hours from Charlotte or something like that. And and so we were like, oh, we might as well stop at a few more places. And like, it's hard to explain, but like basically the the way the, the maps told us, they're like, okay, turn in here and then make a left here. And we're like driving around. And like, my honest thought was, because I have a local shop out here called Treasure Island, and it's moved quite a few times. It used to be in a shop where it was next to like a bicycle repair shop. And then ironically, they, they moved to like a location that was next to a dentist I had to go to one time. And then they moved back to another location that was by like a supermarket and a bicycle repair shop. And then they moved again and now they're next to like a train station basically. But the, technically the, the building they're in now is not a shop front. It was like a garage. Like there's a car garage for cars right next door to it. And it's supposed to be another, you know, shop like for somebody to either, you know, work on cars or whatever, but it looks like they just retrofitted it out to be their comic shop. And it, there's no door. It's just, they open the front of the garage and you walk inside. And uh, you know, the reason why that is, is because rent in fucking Fremont, California is probably fucking outrageous, like seriously fucking outrageous. So probably the only way they could continue to survive through pandemic stuff and all this other BS, right, was they they basically, I don't know if they bought it or if they just rented it out and it's really cheap to rent out the garage as opposed to like an actual storefront. But it must have been some kind of deal because, you know, they just open up the front garage and you walk right in. So in the back of my mind, like even though Justin's like, I don't think this is it, dude. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, look at these apartment complexes. They all got garages. And I was like, I wonder if the guy's like operating out of his garage or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I literally thought. And then when all the garages were closed and I couldn't, you know, make heads or tails of anything, I was like, shit, I don't know. Maybe it lied to us. Like maybe, maybe the store didn't survive the pandemic, you know, like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't exist. Then we just took a detour for no good reason. And then as we're leaving, we make a quick right and we're driving down and, and there's a couple storefronts and, and, and then all of a sudden we kind of notice on the right, it's that 
that shop. And I went, oh, okay, there it is. It's it's right outside of there. And then we pull in off to the side uh, and, and park, you know, by the hill or whatever that it's on. And then we walk into the store. And just like Justin said, man, that, that guy was like, oh, my God, customers. Do you know what I mean? Like, like he was you know and 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 also like justin said he was like oh i'm super sorry about you know we're trying to get that fixed on google maps or you know whatever he said and i don't even think i was using google at the time but still i mean google maps or whatever map app you were using you know it it, it seemed to sort of take you you know a little off the beaten track for that last leg to where the the store was or whatever but luckily it was kind of cool cuz justin pointed out to me that the the new issue of astrobots had come out and honestly, like that's something I haven't been able to get digitally. And I got the first issue for free at the TFCon I went to in March of this year, you know. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally get the second issue of Astrobots. And I was like, I'm, you know, I was like, I'm definitely going to get this. I, I don't remember. What did you did you grab anything? You grabbed some stuff from that store, too, right? I bought the first issue of Astrobots. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so we both picked up some stuff and then and then I think I think by then like what we we stopped off at another Mr. K's. Like did you did you end up getting books from those Mr. K's as well? Like I I, I seem to remember you bought some stuff, right? Yeah, I got a few books for myself and I got some for my mom and then I got a issue of Scar Son of Hope for Ron Garney to sign. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the one where they had that treasury Batman treasury display and then I took a photo of it and tweeted it at Rob Kelly cuz you know he does treasury cast and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, thinking of people as I went through some of the stores and things like that. And then I think we stopped and got something to eat cuz I think I think at that point I was like texting with Keith G Baker at that point because he was kind of like, "Hey, I just got in y'all, like when when are you guys coming up or whatever?" And so we were texting back and stuff and saying like, "Oh, we're about, you know, an hour or two outside of Charlotte, you know, or whatever." And when, when he kind of said, oh, well, then I think I'm going to go grab myself a bite to eat and whatever, then I kind of made the executive decision. Like in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, maybe we'll wait till we you know get to Charlotte and then get something to eat. But I think me and Justin were both like, oh, we're starving. Like, you know, and, and I, I was thinking to myself, ah, we probably, you know what I mean? Like, even if we do go out later that night again, like uh, it's like, we you know, we might as well eat something now, you know, because it seems like some people are already you know, getting meals and doing things like that. So we went ahead and stopped and got some food. And I think a couple hours later, we were, I mean, you know, it took some driving, but we were in Charlotte. We checked into the hotel. I'm trying to think, like, I, I think then my big agenda was to be there in time for the the kickoff show at that video game place, Super Abari. So I know, I know we we kind of ran downstairs to check in at the con and get our badges and or our you know, I guess the badge was kind of worthless because it didn't really do anything for you, but you had to get the the wristband. You know, that's what let you into the show or, you know, that they acknowledged as being proof of purchase. And so we, we got all that set up. And uh, who, who was the first person that we ran into when we, we jumped off the elevator from coming out of the parking lot? Oh, the Sutherlands. Yeah, this, it, it, it was it was almost like, you know. Like it was planned, you know, like they were just waiting to greet us at the elevator or whatever. So like they, they and they immediately like took photos with us because you're like, oh, we got to do this now so we don't forget, you know. <laughs> and so like we 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 uh, said hello to them and talked to them for a little bit. And then, you know, we were kind of in progress, like I said, of, of checking in and all that kind of stuff. I think after that, like we. 
I don't know. I don't I don't remember all the intricate details, but I know I know I reached out to Keith and then, you know, we were all going to take a Lyft or an Uber or whatever over to that super Abari place. I was I was super happy that that there was that kickoff party because they had done that in 2022 and it was a fun place to like basically like that was probably the first place where I met a lot of people from comic art fans from the first time like basically like face to face like not just you know online and everything so so that was like a cool idea a cool kickoff party one of the guys that's uh you know an art collector on there his name's george hodge and like he has a, a band and so his band was playing there and everything and i wanted to support him jack the radio and he also played at the the drink and draw that was going on on friday night so i you know i wanted to go to that too you know there, basically there there were things like i had sort of on my agenda that i had planned and then there were other things that were kind of like more loosey-goosey that were going on that you know maybe i would go to maybe i wouldn't you know that that whole kind of thing when when we made plans i i think keith was one of the first guys even before we showed up for the show where i mentioned to him because it, it was interesting because i think he, you know, at the time he wasn't sure if he was going to be coming in with like some of his family, you know, because it was like, you know, it's Father's Day weekend. Right. So and then I think that was his present was he got to go off and play by himself, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like he got to go to the show. He got to hang out and do comic things and, and hang out with his buddies and stuff like that. And that was kind of his his present. Right. For Father's Day. And so he was kind of, you know, I mean, you know, he was joking about it, but he was kind of, you know, fancy free. Like basically he wasn't, you know, like worried about, oh, how are the girls or his wife going to entertain themselves while he's out doing whatever he's doing? They were already doing that somewhere far, far away from Charlotte. Right. If that's the case, then, you know, it's like he, he was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to do something. And, and I did kind of mention to people, hey. You know, if anybody's interested, there's this party like, I mean, as long as you have tickets for it, you know, you're more than invited. You know, it's like open, you know, to anybody. And so he came downstairs and, you know, we, we had sort of started to order the uh, the car or whatever like that. And then and then, you know, more and more people started slowly rolling in. And it was like, you know, I think uh, a bunch of the guys like some people I hadn't met before and some people I had. So like a lot of the fire and water guys started rolling in and, you know, Shag was there. Ryan Daly was there with his wife when all the, the guys from comic art fans showed up. And when I saw like Aranga, like Aranga is a guy that is one of the guys on comic art fans. And I picked up a commission from him at the show. But, you know, we met in person last year in 2022. And, you know, he's been a really good online friend. We've done a couple, you know, online shows, you know, on the the different channels, whether it's Ruben's channel or comic art fans or whatever. And so, you know, so I know him, you know, fairly well online and we've met th that this would be the second time we met in person in real life or whatever. But, you know, I consider him a good friend. He saw me and he was like, Derek, you know, and like he was like super excited and everything. And it's just like and then everybody that was there with him, whether it was like, you know, Jill or Casey or Larry or whatever, like they were all like super happy to see me. Me and, and Keith and Justin took that car down to the, the Super Abari where most of those folks were. And that was like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I felt bad, Justin. Like you can you can tell your side of this or whatever. But it's like for me, it was like there are these two different worlds. Right. There was the what, what I like to call, you know, 
my art bros, like everybody from comic art fans. And then there were the podcast people. And then, you know, there's, there's like you specifically, right. I've podcasted with you for like almost over 12 years and we've been friends for 20 years or more on bot talk included and all this other stuff. And so like you and Keith came down you, to, to have fun, check out the place and listen to music and everything. And I think it worked for Keith because like Keith really does. I mean, I don't know if you pay attention to any of his social media or not, but, you know, in addition to all the comic stuff and kind of, you know, tying in sports to comics and, and, and liking sports as well. I mean, he'll go to a lot of different, you know, musical live performances like that seemed to be one of his major pastimes. So I, I, I was kind of like happy because I don't know that I immediately made that connection, but but when he was there and in that element, I was just like, oh, dude, yeah, he likes this stuff like he does this all the time. So I didn't feel like like to me, from my perspective, I was like, oh, I need to introduce Justin and Keith to everybody we meet. And I tried that maybe I don't know when I gave up, but it was like I think after like the second or third time where I was trying to be like, OK, this is Justin. This is Keith. This is, you know you know, and I went down the list of all these names and I was like, dude, somewhere along the way, I'm going to fuck this up. So I'm going to stop doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, and I, I just felt bad about it, but I, I, I don't know. What was your, like, what was your take on uh, super Abari and, and I don't know anything, anything I said, like when you ran into like all those different folks. Super Abari was cool. Keith and I got to know each other pretty well. Turns out we had a lot in common and music is one of those things because I yeah. kind of mentioned to him, I don't even know how we got to it, but I was like, you know, Kiss is having their really, really, really for reals final farewell <laughs> tour. They're going to be in Knoxville, but I think ticket prices are out of my range. And he was like, oh, dude, you should go if you can because uh, I've seen Kiss. He pulls out his phone and he's got a tally. He's like, oh, I've seen Kiss nine times. And I'm like, oh, holy crap. And I was like, okay, me and Keith are going to be cool. <laughs> and then and then we start talking about Star Trek and Justice Society, and I'm like, oh, man, this is great. So while you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off, me and Keith were just kind of like, you know, BSing about Kiss and, you know, Star Trek and, you know, JSA and all kinds of stuff. And from my perspective, that whole weekend in Charlotte, it seemed like every 15 minutes I'm with you, you were introducing me to someone or some giant group of people, and I know I've met some of those people like multiple times that weekend, but I'm, I was always like trying to like pull it up in my, you know, somewhere buried in my brain thoughts. I'm like, okay, I've met this person before. Derek told me this is, yeah. So if I, <laughs> so if I was at the con and I met you like multiple times and I seen Clueless, like I was frazzled because I, Derek introduced me to probably like 55 people over the course of the weekend. I'm like, okay, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. Like certain people stood out. Like certain people I got to hang out with quite a lot, like standing in the hour and 45 minute line for Roy Thomas. I got to right, know right. some people pretty well and, you know, BS about comic nonsense. But yeah, like the Super Mario was cool and I liked listening to the band. But I think I think after a while, Keith and I were both like, all right, Derek's still doing his thing. We're, we're both kind of like tired. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys were kind of like, we're going to bounce or whatever. Yeah. After all. And stuff like that. So and, and that kind of made sense to me because I was like, OK, you guys you guys did your thing like, you know, and and, and you were going to take off or whatever. And then I mean, I I hung out until the party kind of wrapped up per se. Like, you know, I think I took a you know, I took another rideshare thing, you know, back or whatever. And I think I think at that point I did go because I, I think at some point Keith was like, oh, yeah, we're all downstairs in the bar at the 
the Westin or whatever. And then by the time I got back, I kind of did a casual swoop around and I saw like, you know, oh, look, there's Jim Shooter and he's got, you know, his crew of guys with him at the bar or whatever, you know, or guys are buying him drinks or whatever was going on there. But I didn't see anybody, you know, from that, you know, F and W crew or whatever. So I was like, oh, I guess I must have missed them. And then I think I just, you know, headed back upstairs, you know, to our our hotel room or, or what have you, you know, and, and called that a night. But I mean, I mean, it was like a late night. Like, I don't, I mean, you know, I feel like, again, I felt bad because I think I, I walked in and like woke you up or whatever, but I think it was like, what was it like midnight or one or something by the time yeah. I came back? That crowd of people, we all collect art, you know, we all kind of, you know, shoot the breeze and, and, and kind of, you know, I don't know. I, 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 most of the night was usually me talking to different people and and people making me laugh and, and, and listening to the music and everything. I mean, you know, sometimes that can be weird where you're like, Oh, like, I think what they did that was much better this time around was I think, uh, in 2022, they not only had live music out there, you know, it sort of in the back, you know, where, where, you know, they had the outdoor, I, I don't know what you want to call it, like outdoor stage or whatever. But in addition to that, like, you know, where the, the change machine was like in that super Abari, you know, when you, you had to make change for dollars and people would go play the pinball machines or whatever they were doing. Like in 2022, there was another person there, I think either playing live music or doing like a DJ thing and playing music. So like, it, it it became one of those things where you you constantly had to like yell to have conversations with people and you still sort of had to do that just because the bar was really loud even indoors even without the music but it wasn't there was constant drowning you know what i mean like like you can still you can still have some kind of quiet conversations with people or or introductions to people or whatever. And, and, you know, you know what I wanted to bring up, what was funny that, that, I don't know, it just tickled me, but it reminded me of our old bot talk days because, you know, we, we all, I mean, it's funny. Cause I feel like I'm an old hand at a lot of this. I don't know what to call it other than like antiquated social media to social media, to meeting people in real life. Like, I feel like I'm an old hand at all of it. So some of it seems cute to me or, 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 uh, amusing or whatever. And so like one of the, the folks that I met from the, the comic art fans was a, a nice woman named Casey. And, you know, I I've known her, you know, for the last, I don't know, two or three years through all these comic art fans stuff, you know, these, these groups and chats and channels and things like that. And of course on the website, we all, you know, share our art and people put, you know, hearts and likes and comments and different things like that. And, I'm friends like one of the guys I, I became really, really close friends with is is a guy named Michael McIsaac. And the reason why is because we, we sort of discovered like, you know, through interacting with each other in, in some of these chats like, oh, you bid on the same thing I bid on. And in some cases, I outbid him on certain things. And, and in other cases, he outbid me on certain things. And then we we kind of came to the conclusion, like, we shouldn't be driving up the prices for one another. So let's talk and let's, you know, decide, right? Like, like if you really, really want this, then I'm going to leave it alone. Or if, if I really, really want something, maybe he's going to leave it alone. And we're not going to, like, drive up the prices for one another. So we made that sort of, like, gentleman's agreement. We, we became pretty close I'd say, you know, chat buddies or whatever, especially through the pandemic and, and all that other stuff. And this was the first time I was meeting him in person. And the, the reason why I bring that up is because of the 
I guess what I was going to call like the the bot talk parallel, which is on bot talk, we, we were all on a message board. We all had little avatars of stuff and and, you know, whatever it was. And sometimes you'd change them frequently and sometimes you wouldn't. But, you know, Justin Grimlock, he'd have a little avatar of Grimlock, Ch Tony Chainclaw. You'd have a little avatar of Chainclaw, you know, Mike Thunderwing, you know, Thunderwing, you'd have an avatar of you know thunderwing right like and it was fairly simple me i was always derek wc like me i was always putting pictures of myself like you know dressed up as you know in superman under ruse or green lantern under ruse or you know dressed up as cyclops or whatever for halloween and all this other stuff so on my calf my my main avatar picture is me when i was like you know 11 or 12 dressed up like Cyclops for Halloween. And Michael McIsaac's avatar, whether it's on like Facebook or I think, I'm trying to remember, I think he has this on his his comic art fans page as well, was always Mayor McCheese. Like it even went so far as the joke was when people would do photo manipulations. Like if it's like a, a team shot of the Avengers and you know, oh, my head's on Iron Man and you know, somebody else's head is on Thor or whatever. The, the joke went as so far as Mayor McCheese got imposed on the head of whatever character, not not Michael McIsaac's head, right? Like, so that's how far the joke went. And so, uh, you know, I'm sitting here and you know having a nice conversation with Casey, but she's like, this is so weird. Like I'm meeting all these people and I know I know them, but I don't know them. Cause I'm, I'm, she, she, she was having that disconnect of like, she's like, I know you cause you're baby Cyclops. And I know him cause, cause he's, he's hamburger guy. Right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, Michael McIsaac is Mary McCheese. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it was like one of those funny things where it's like, you could see the synapses and everything was like firing up, but it's like, you know, it takes you a minute to like put everything together. And it's the same thing as like, you know, talking to people on discord and maybe they have little handles and screen names and stuff like that. And you're putting, you know, you're putting stuff together. Like, like the guy that you waited in line with for Roy Thomas, Michael Atchison. Like, I don't think I ever met him in person before. Do you know what I mean? But I know, I know I've seen him comment before. Do you know what I mean? Like I, 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 you know, I, I know I sort of know his online presence, but I don't think I had ever you know, met him face to face before. Right. So it's like the same thing, like your, your synapses are firing and you're like putting stuff together. And like, like what you're saying too, I mean, you know, in, in your case, Justin, right. You're meeting a, a whole shit ton of people for the first time. And, and, and that's just like, I'm afraid of misintroducing you to a person by accident. Like you're probably like sitting there going, oh, I ain't going to remember all this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's true, right? Cause like when you, it's, it's like when you, you do those meetings, that's why people have like name tags and stuff like that in these meeting rooms or whatever. So everybody can look down and remind themselves or whatever, but you, you don't really have that in some of those con experiences. Shall we get to the actual con and tell some con stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tell some con stories. I, I think the first line you and I stood in was for Lionel U. Yeah, and yeah, that, I, I, I made a beeline to the Lionel U thing because I, I, I had an agenda. I, I had a plan, and I'll, and I, it, it, I guess it pretty much worked out. I mean, you know. so I, I brought him an issue of Justice League because he doesn't do a lot of DC covers. So he, so I laid the comic down for him, and he's like, oh. He's like, I don't even think I have a copy of this. And he's like flipping through it. He's like, who illustrated this? He said that he has a cover coming up for a Mark Wade book. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll keep out a I'll, you know I'll keep an eye for that because you know you don't get to do a lot of DC covers. I noticed. And he's like, he's like, yeah, 
was like, is I was like, is it, you know, well, I was like, I, I didn't want to like be nosy, but I was like, right, I, right. I was always curious. And he's like, well, I want to do more DC stuff, but they, they don't want me. They kind of think of me as just like a Marvel guy. A and Marvel he was, guy. he seemed, he seemed really like deflated by that. And I was like, oh man. So like, oh, here, here's my perspective. Think? What do you think it is? Like, do you think it's Shazam? Do you think it's World's Finest or something I, totally different? He didn't say, but I'm guessing it's World's Finest. Okay, okay. So, like, he signs my comic. I shake his hand, thinking, you know. So, like, I'm, I step aside. I'm trying to put my comic in the bag. I turn around, and Derek has already bought a cover. <laughs> like, it seemed like it, <laughs> it seemed like it happened that quick. Like, I know it didn't, but like, that's. I feel like I, I put my comic that, in the bag, and you were like, "Kaching, kaching." That, like, yeah, that was your that was your memory. Well, yeah. well, th- my my thing was this: was I had lined up certain things to be pre-done at the show. Like, I talked about my friend Aranga. I talked to him about doing a commission for me. Like. Months and months and months before the show, I had already paid for it. You know, all I needed to do was, you know, come up to the table, say, hey, what's up? You know, and that was already a done deal. You know, somebody we should mention that that helped kick off the the, the festivities before we even got to the con floor. And, and, and Mike knows who this is. So so he can, you know, I, I, I don't know, chime in with an ooh and an ah or whatever after I, I explain this. But Larry, who we did the, the combiner show with, you know, when we were talking about our oh, yeah. favorite combiners, like Larry is uh, is good friends with Alan Davis. And, and Larry was one of the guys kind of managing his table, his line, you know, things like that. Like usually when Alan is doing shows, you know, he's usually around to to help facilitate things and everything like that and since alan was going to come to the u.s like he was scheduled to do a number of different shows on the east coast in that area and so one or i guess maybe maybe not even east coast is the right word because he was at phoenix so basically he was doing a bunch of different shows in america let's say and and that doesn't necessarily happen all the time right like because you know He's he's from abroad, right? So so it, it, you know, in some sense, it's kind of a big deal for for fans that want to meet him. They want to get sketches. They want to get things signed, take photos, what have you. And at one of the particular shows that happened months and months and months ago, they were trying to sell someone uh, a page of art. I'm pretty sure it was like Rogue, like punching out a Sentinel or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but you know, Larry was like, look. We know this was published. I think it was from, you know, some kind of calendar in the 90s or whatever. Like, can can you help me prove, you know, basically to this guy that that it's it's published and not just, you know, you know, a commission or, or, or something that, you know, Alan did for funsies. Right. That it's something that's actually been published by Marvel. And so I'm looking around and I'm trying to do some digging and I. I'm like, look. I don't think this calendar was actually like scanned. Like I don't have any high quality, nice scans of it, but here's a listing for a completed eBay auction for the calendar. And if you look in the photos of it, there's a photo of the back of the calendar. And on the back of the calendar, usually they show you little photo or little images of like all 12 months, right? And so when when I blew up that image of all 12 months, I'm like, see right there, there's your rogue, you know, punching out the Sentinel and whatever. And then he messages me back, like, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, he's like, thanks, dude, like you, you helped us sell a piece, right? So 
they, they were happy about that. And then I think maybe a month after that, he's like, hey, you know, if, if you wanted something from Alan, like, what would you want? And, you know, just a little sketch as a thank you. And I was like, really? I was like, thanks, man. And so I said, you know, I'd like Maxima. And so he's like, OK, fine. And so I think, you know, even way before the show, you know, this sketch of Maxima that Alan Davis did kind of like a really nice head sketch that he does at shows, but, but a lot more detailed, you know, cause he did it at home. He took his time with it. That was already done. And so I, I think Larry was thinking, Oh, he just mail it to me or something like that. But I was like, no, no, just, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up at the show. I can take a photo with Alan, you know, and we can, you know, it'll be an excuse to go say hi to him, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Oh, okay, fine. And, and, and he's like, I'll, I'll do that. You know, just remind me to bring it and, and whatever. And then when Alan was at Phoenix Fan Fusion, which was the other show I was thinking of, Larry messaged me again and said, oh, it's kind of slow here. Like, you know, do, do you want anything like from Alan if he does, you know, if he's if he's taking requests or whatever? And so I jump onto the Discord and I'm like, hey, Justin, if you wanted something from Alan Davis, what would it be? I, I think it took you like all of three seconds to be like Hellcat. And I was like, OK, no worries. Like and so I, I pinged Larry back and I was like, hey, can you do Hellcat? And Larry shoots me an image. And he's like this this Hellcat. And I was like that Hellcat, like just what you sent, like that version, like that'd be perfect. He sends me the image and Justin's like, oh, I don't want to know what it looks like until I get to Heroes Con. And meanwhile, I'm like, you motherfucker, you got like a whole like, <laughs> like, because 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 he, you know, normally what Alan does at the shows is he does like, you know, head sketches, like little, you know, head sketches or whatever, you know, something quick that he can do at the show. And then, when, you know, when something more complex, if it's like, you know, a full figure or, you know, these extravagant, you know, commissions, you know, these are like, you know, things that are like, you know, 2K and up. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they can be up to 6K, 10K, like depending on how many, you know, it's like a team of X-Men, you know, that could be like a large amount of money or whatever it is, right? Larry shoots me the image of Hellcat and it's it's basically, uh, you know, a three quarters image, you know, it's from Hellcat's waist up because it was so slow, you know, he was just doing, you know, this, you know, three quarter image or whatever. And I, I think Hellcat's costume is pretty conducive to that. Like Maximus costume is like way too complicated, right? It's this George Perez you know, contraption basically that's that most people are like, I gotta draw what? Oh man. Like that's that's the typical reaction. You know, like like as much as I make fun of Jack of Hearts, like like most people like that that's the that's my punishment for making fun of Jack of Hearts is that most artists think the same thing when I ask them to draw Maxima where they're like, I gotta draw what? Oh man. But anyway, it, it was a great image of Hellcat and and I was super happy I could do that. And and so, you know, even before we got onto the con floor, I, I went down to to meet Larry at his hotel room and I had I had gotten him some I, I got him a, a trade paperback of um like the early Andy Wildman stuff, you know, remember those Titan trades or whatever? Cause he, he had kind of mentioned like, he likes transformers. Obviously he spent hours talking to us about, you know, all the toys and the combiners and everything. But he, he had mentioned randomly one time that he had never stuck with the Marvel series, you know, up until the end. So he never had that little mini revival that we did where we read Wildman and went, Oh my God, this is so fucking cool. And so I was like, really, he's never read that. So I basically, I gave him a trade of that you know first collection where it's like i forget it's like 69 to 74 or whatever i i dropped that off with him and he he gave me the the two sketches and that's you know i mean that was one of the first photos that me and justin took and posted on social media you know where like the con's about to kick off and 
you know, we've already got some sketches and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and I then, was like, all decked out as Captain Kirk. Yeah, yeah, you were you were Captain Kirk. We well, I mean, we we should tell people. We can tell people this on the air. Like we we kind of had a, a, a what a gentleman's agreement or whatever. Like like I mean, we were both in our own way, you know, working towards you know, uh, being more physically fit and losing weight and, and stuff like that. And I, I remember when I, I posted the first image, like even some of my, my online buddies are like, are you okay, bro? Are you fucking dying? <laughs> so like, what's wrong with you, dude? And, and I was like, no, dude, I'm just, you know, I've been, I've been, uh, you know, I've been watching the calorie intake and I, I've been, you know, exercising. I mean, it, it's not intensive, you know, but I was, I was doing these kind of, you know, four mile walks at lunch instead of, you know, garvoning my face with food you know like and and that was the difference right like you know i i i ate a lot of vegetables i i you know i basically was kind of like you know for for lunch you know it was like i i tried to limit my you know calorie intake so that you know maybe when i did come home for dinner i had a full you know i don't know thousand twelve hundred calorie meal but at lunch i was kind of like oh yeah you know i'm not going to try to go over you know 30 40 calories you know i have some carrots i have some celery i have some fruit you know like not, nothing you know exorbitant or whatever and and while i'm kind of munching on my celery stick i'm taking a four mile walk do you know what i mean like that's basically you know two miles two miles to get out to the dock or whatever it is the pier and then and then two two miles to walk back and and the beauty of it is i have to fucking walk back because i can't be you know i can't be late for work do you know what i mean like i have to i have to go back and finish the rest of my work shift like i can't just be like oh i'm tired i don't want to walk back like there, there's no excuse right you fucking have to do it so that that sort of helped me to maintain a rigid and consistent schedule Justin and me, you know, in the background kind of had this thing where, you know, Justin's like, uh, you know, I kind of want to do some cosplay. Like, I kind of want to dress up when we go to Heroes. I told Justin, I'm like, I'm not going to dress up as anything. I'm going to bring my my Transformers jacket. I'm going to bring that Superman shirt that I would have been embarrassed to walk around in maybe a year ago. But I fit into it now, you know, and I'm going to bring, you know, my 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 Megatron bowling shirt. And, and, and that'll be my my non-civilian you know, geek chic looks for for the three days of, of the con. And then, you know, Justin's request was he's like, well, can you bring that Captain Kirk shirt with you? And and we, we did have this kind of side bet where we were like, well, whoever loses the most weight will wear the Captain Kirk shirt on the show floor. And, you know, Justin won that bet by a mile. And, and so he, you know, he wore the the Captain Kirk shirt. And I think that worked out for you, like when you got when you got that one book signed by Jay Lee and then on a couple other occasions, right? Yeah, I got a lot of compliments on that. I brought an issue of Star Trek Green Lantern that Jay Lee did the cover of, and he, you know, I, I flopped it down for him, and he looked up at me, and he's like, oh, well, of course you would bring it, and it took me a second. I forgot I was wearing it, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, of course I would bring it. And, you know, he, basically everybody, it seemed like everyone, like, who did a Star Trek cover, like, they were not posers. Like, they were really really into Star Trek, especially like Michael Cho. Because oh, yeah, I had yeah. I had him sign a recent IDW book he did a cover for and he's like, Oh man, I'll tell you, you look great in that and he's and then we started talking about Star Trek and he, he was like, um he, he, he kinda like lowered his voice and looked around. He's like, um you know, I've got a, a cover coming up for a new a new book, but um it's not even been solicited and he, he kinda looked around. He's like, I'll, sh <laughs> I'll show you. He pulls out his he pulls out his iPad and he's flipping through stuff and he goes, Here and it's like a um a strange new worlds cover and i think the book was actually just announced like 
last week in the selections oh, okay. or something. Okay. But it looks really nice. J.K. Woodward, who did like, you know, the art for that TNG Doctor Who crossover comic, and he does a lot of Star Trek cover art. Like I met him, he was really cool. We had a long discussion about Star Trek. He did he did kind of the same thing where he's like he's like I kind of messed up. Like, you know, I I did a cover and I've I've got the original art here and I got a bunch of prints. And it turns out I can't sell any of that because this the cover hasn't even been solicited. And he, he did uh, the same thing. He looked around. He's like, oh, I'll show you. So he pulls out his portfolio, <laughs> and it's for this Halloween special. And it's it's like Riker like turning into a werewolf slowly. It's like different phases. I was like, oh man, it looks badass. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was really inspired by that episode. Everyone hates Genesis. I was like, dude, I love that episode. It's so crazy. It's fun. He's like, I know. And he's like, but you know. Gates McFadden directed that, and they never let her direct again, and I was so sad. I'm like, I know. So we, we kind of, like, you know, geeked out about Star Trek and stuff for, you know, a good 10 minutes, man. Like, it, everyone who, like, did a Star Trek cover, they were really cool, and they they wanted to talk about Star Trek. And I was like, man, that's really great. Since I'm just talking, I, I guess I'll get to my other encounter where, like, I brought a book for Nancy Collins to, to sign because – she did the Sonya Blue series of vampire novels, and she did Rent on Swamp Thing and Vampirilla. So I go up to her, and she's really nice. And whenever I, like, meet a creator, like, I I don't want to bother them. Like, I just want to, like, have them sign the, you know, whatever they're signing, shake their hand, thank them. And I want to, like, step aside for, for someone else. I'm like, I don't want to be an irritant or anything. But there wasn't a line for her. So I was like, okay, well... You know, I'll ask a couple questions. She was really nice. She answered all of my questions. I, I read this review of her, one of her vampire books, and the reviewers said that, like, you know, this was, like, the antithesis of everything Anne Rice was doing at the time. And I was like, was that on purpose? Or, you know, was that something in your head? And she was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, you know, she's like, you know, Anne Rice is a great writer, but to me, like, vampires are, they're dangerous. You know, they're, they're not, like brooding romantic figures you know they should be feared and i was like well yeah that comes across clearly in those books and then i asked her you know if she watched dark shadows when she was you know, younger and she's like oh yeah of course like barnabas collins you know like i i, you know, I ate that up and she told me at the time like she she was at some kind of resort and she she met jonathan fred and she was like he is the whitest person i've ever met in my life like he was in like you know like a hawaiian shirt and it was open, and she, he was wearing, like, you know, swimming trunks, but he was just so white, it was blinding. And she she was like, you know, what the hell, I'll go up to her. So she goes up to Barnabas and Jonathan Fred, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm Nancy Collins. And, you know, Barnabas Collins, Nancy Collins, he's like, oh, I get that a lot. I guess a lot of, like, Collinses, you know, introduce themselves or whatever. But so I'm standing there, and I'm like, wow, she's being really generous with her time. Like, this is great. And it keeps going, and it keeps going, and she keeps talking, and I'm – I'm interested in what she's saying and she has my attention and I, I kind of noticed like she's, she's starting to like spin off into some political stuff and I don't even need to look. I know Derek is kind of like skedaddled. <laughs> that came into like discussion. I kind of like side eyed. I'm like, yep, there goes Derek. And I'm like, this is really great, but I, I, I need to like move on and catch up with Derek and we need to hit some more creators. Cause it's, it's like, it's, this is like day one. I wanted to like, you know, knock some stuff out. So, like, I kind of, like, she's going on about, like, you know, all the times they tried to make Sonya Blue into, like, a TV show or movie, and she said there's some stuff in the works, and I'm like, well, that's great. And then I'm like, finally, finally, she, like, takes a breath, like, and 
I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, Shukran, thank you so much. You know, I need to be moving on. I forget exactly how I worded it. It was probably very awkward and everything, but I was like, I need to be moving on. So I kind of like, you know, trotted away and I'm like, where's Derek? And, I, and Derek's <laughs> like, oh, you finally escaped. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but then later, yeah. like a few days later, like Derek ended up like having to interact with her, but that's a different, I'll let Derek tell that story. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, basically Justin reminded me because I was, I mean, you know, it, I'll go back to the the Lennel you cover in a minute, but you know one of the um, art reps or you know art dealers or whatever you want to call them there was uh, was the artist choice, and usually the cons like that are the best place to pick up pages from from you know those guys, and and so they they usually have a bunch of bins and and things are there, and I you know I, I had an agenda where there there were certain Superman pages I wanted to look at from that. Um, I knew there were probably going to be some from that ending battle series we had discussed, Mike. So like, like there were some pages from that that I grabbed and, and, and then I was looking through some other stuff. And one of the things that came up was they had some pages from Jason versus Leatherface with which uh, me and Justin discussed, I think this year on, uh, on the show. And then, you know, you know how Justin feels about animals getting hurt. And I saw the page where they had Sparky the dog who, you know, the, the family had, you know, the, the, the crazy guy had, uh, you know, blew his brains out or whatever he did. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get that. You know, like I was like, I'm going to get that page because it, you know, for me, it like associates like good memories with, you know, doing a show with Justin. And it's also, you know, I, I remember even on that show, he's like, do you ever get any Jason art? Do you ever find any Jason art? And I'm kind of like, now I've got Justin in the back of my head. I found some, Justin, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like I found it. And and so- And what so a page I, to find. Right, right. And so so I, I grabbed that page and then Justin reminds me, he's like, hey dude, like Nancy Collins wrote that. And I was like, you're right. Nancy Collins did write that. So I did go back to Nancy Collins table myself that time and I had her sign it. And, you know, and, and she talked to me for, for a good a good amount of time. But like there were there were fun stories. I mean, she she told us the story about how this big looming dude came up to her table one day and was like, are you Nancy Collins? And she was kind of like, well, well, yeah. And 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 it turns out it was Gunnar Hansen who played Leatherface and all the Texas Chainsaw movies at you know one of these shows that she was she was doing with with him as well. And. You know, he basically told her, like, you're the only person who really, you know, got the voices of those characters right in comics. Like, you, you, you know, you, 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 you know, basically, she, you know, she's trying to explain that he was, he was saying most people don't get it, but you, you know, you nailed it. You, you know, you wrote the voices as they should be, you wrote the characters as they should be, that people didn't understand the kind of twisted family dynamic that was going on in those movies and that she had somehow, you know, captured that you know, perfectly or whatever. So like, I think that was like a cool story and a fun story. I had, I, I guess I kind of fucked up because in the back of my mind, I was like, there were a couple other pages from that, from that book at that, you know, at that table. And when we were having the conversation at the time, she's like, oh, nobody ever thinks to give the writers any pages. Like I would like a page from that or whatever. And I didn't think about it right then at the time, but later I was kind of like thinking about what she said. And I was like, ah, I could go over there and buy her a page and just give it to her. Like, like she was a nice lady, like, and all that other stuff. But I think by the time it was like, it by then it was like fast forward to like Sunday and like, 
at that point, like time just seemed to be going so fucking fast because like we were we were planning things for like the last night and and everybody was running around to different tables and everybody was saying goodbye to each other. And, you know, you think to yourself, oh, yeah, it's two o'clock. Like I got plenty of time. And then you spend like three hours saying goodbye to all these people. And before you knew it, I was like, I was like, oh, wait, I've got like 10 minutes before the show closes. Let me run over to that table and see if I could maybe buy another one of those pages. And by then they had started boxing up all their stuff. So I was like, oh, fuck, forget it like that. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to be that asshole. that's like, no, no, dig that stuff back out. You know, like I, I wasn't going to do that. So I was just like, ah, forget it. But anyway, it was a nice thought, but it, it sort of came and went and didn't happen or whatever. But I guess going backtracking to uh, Lenel Yu, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe Mike and Tony will appreciate this, but you know, I, I wanted something. I mean, look, Marvel stuff is fun and good to have, but it's always more expensive than everything else. You know what I mean? Like it, it's in some cases it's prohibitively expensive, you know, like there's some stuff it's like, you just can't, you know, you can't fathom the amount of money people spend on, you know, burn Austin X-Men pages, for example, you know what I mean? Like, so like, there's just some stuff like, you know, like, it doesn't matter how much you love it or how much you like it. There's just some stuff where, you know, outright, you're like, Oh, I'm never going to get that. You know what I mean? Like where you just kind of put it out of your mind and just focus on, you know, the things you can obtain and the things you do love within that, within those parameters. Right. And one of the goals I had sort of set for myself was I was like, I want something like a really nice, you know, piece with Cyclops on it. And there have been some things that have come up over the years where there are things either I could have gone after and it would have been okay. It would have been fantastic. It would have been okay. And there were some things that came up that were like really, really nostalgic where I was like, Oh shit. Like that's from X factor 32. Like that's the first fucking X factor comic. I got off the spinner rack and it's got Cyclops on it and it's got Iceman and Jean gray and whatever, like it, you know, and, and something like that, you think to yourself, Oh yeah, that would check all the boxes. But you know, maybe at the time the price was too high or you didn't think about asking somebody if they wanted to sell it or whatever it was. And so certain things come and go and, 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 and you kind of, you know, just, you know, that that's how the hobby is. Like some things they, they come, they go and you don't think about it anymore, but you can still have that kind of, you know, goal of like, I, I want to get something with Cyclops on it. And for, I'd say like maybe the last two years, Lenel use, I guess, rep is a guy named Quan Chang and Quan Chang has a website and you can go and buy original art from him. A lot of that stuff, I'm not going to say it's prohibitively expensive, but it's not cheap right? Like some of it, like, I mean, some of it might be affordable, but a lot of it is really expensive. There's really expensive Joe Quesada stuff. There's really expensive Lenel U stuff. There's all kinds of really, really cool stuff. And I was looking at all these X-Men covers from the Hickman era that Lenel U did. And, you know, it's, it's like some of these are fitting all the boxes. I'm like, oh, Lenel U's the only artist. Oh, Lenel U did these covers, you know, like, I guess to put it in perspective, it's not like something where there's two copies of it where someone did the pencils and someone did blue linings. It's not any weirdness like that. And I'm like, okay, well, that that works for me. And then, uh, you know, they're covers. So covers are highly sought after and all that other stuff. And on that site, I see the cover to X-Men 3. And that's Cyclops riding a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex and, you know, 
white queens right next to them. And I remember getting excited, you know, invigorated about, you know, House of X, Powers of X. Like I, I, you know, I know you guys, whether it sucks or not, you know, at least uh, Mike and Justin, you were reading X-Men, you know, through the good and the bad. But, you know, I, I, I don't always stick around for for the bad. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I, I'm like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, go deuces and bounce the fuck out of here when stuff gets really, really awful. But I'd listen to you guys talk about it or whatever. And I remember even before the Hickman run started, I read that one last issue of that previous run and went, wow, no fucking shit. These guys weren't kidding. This is fucking atrocious. And and then, you know, I read House of X, Powers of X and really, really liked it and decided, OK, I'm going to start reading, you know, Hickman's X-Men book because I like Hickman. And, you know, this is some really good stuff. I remember when that third issue came out and, and I remember being all proud of myself post. And I read this recently and I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a good title and I had fun reading it and whatever. So that cover was one of, you know, a multitude of covers that was up for sale for me. It wasn't basically it was it was low four figures or mid four figures. I don't know. Or or low mid four figures. Right. Which I was like, it's pretty outrageous, but not not inconceivable. And some of the other ones were solid mid or maybe, you know, upper four figures. And even if there was something I was really in love with, I'd have to really, really be in love with it. And 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 it's probably at that point, dipping into, you know, put it out of your mind, inconceivable, don't even worry about it. This is Chinatown, Jake, just keep moving. But the, you know, the 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 Hickman cover was 2750. And I'm like, that's, maybe I could do that. Like, maybe if I squirreled away money and saved and whatever, like, maybe I could do that. And I always had that in the back of my mind is like, maybe I could get that one day. And there's also the aspect of when you're, I don't know, I've been doing this long enough that you know, I get skittish when it's a certain dollar amount and I expect someone to ship it in the mail. And then you have these horror visions of like, you know, dogs eating it and, and pissing on it or it getting stuck in the rain or, you know, basically you, 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 you're scared that, you know, the minute you spend top dollar on something and have somebody mail it to you, it's going to be you know, irrevocably damaged as well. So, and and I'm sure a lot of, you know, collectors may or may not share that fear with me. So there was also that thing of, well, it's conceivable that I could get that cover, but would I want it mailed to me and would I want to risk it and all this other stuff? And so that was one of the excuses I gave to myself for not making the plunge, like not, not even entertaining the idea of getting that cover. Cause I'd be like, I'd have to have it mailed to me. And, you know, there, there's, you know, certain, you know, certain people take certain forms of payment and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, basically that was sort of my excuse of why I never jumped at it. You know, I never pulled the trigger on it, but I had heard from Aranga. He was like, Oh yeah, you know, Lennel's going to be there. And, and that means Quan's going to be there too. And I was like, are they going to have original art there? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll have original art. And, and so, you know, basically then I started to become, you know, Danny DeVito as the penguin. I was like, rah, rah, a plan is forming, you know, and I was like thinking to the back of my head, I was like, well, shit, if it's there, then there's no excuse. Like, I can't be like worried that it's going to get mangled in shipping. I'm like, I'm going to be the asshole carrying it. So the only person to blame if it gets fucked up in shipping is me. Right. And so I was like, well, that that removes that, you know, I guess, quote unquote, risk. Right. And and then I was, uh, you know, and, and I remember when we got in line, 
you know, some of the art they have, you know, on, on a, you know, kind of like comics, right? They, they have a wall of comics to display like the, the top dollar, the shelf books and all this stuff. So they, they too had a wall to display, you know, the, the top art, the shelf art, you know, whatever it was. Right. And so I'm looking through over at all these things on the wall and I'm like, Hmm, I don't see the cover of Cyclops with the fucking dinosaur and Emma Frost. And I was like, Hmm, maybe it's not here. And I was like, well, if it's not here, then that means I saved like uh, you know, almost $3,000. So that's probably good. Right. And then I see as, as Justin's getting his stuff signed and having the conversation with Lennel about the justice league cover and, and you know, that, that uh, DC thinks he's a Marvel guy and that, you know, and, and that he, he does have one cover upcoming, but you know, that he doesn't think he's going to get that much work with DC. I spy like maybe five or six binders of art. And so I talked to, you know, the guy Quan and I'm like, Hey, um, do you have, uh, do you happen to have that, that X-Men three cover in like in the, one of these binders? And he's like, yeah, probably, we probably got it. And I'm like, is that still the same price as it is on the website? Like, you know, or I think I said, is that still 2750? He's like, oh, I think maybe it's 3000. And I was kind of at that point, I was like, that might have been my excuse to be like, ah, fuck this. I don't want it, you know, like or whatever. And he's like, well, we'll just see, you know, it's it's written on there what the price is. We'll just see when we get to it. And so he he goes through the the binder or the folder the portfolio that has covers and he gets to it and he looks at it and he's like oh yeah it's 27.50 you you know exactly what the price was and i was kind of like yeah i know exactly what the price was i've been fucking coveting that shit on fucking the the website for the last two years anyway i was like okay let's fucking do it because because hickman's there and lentil use there right so so you know that was my penguin plan right i was like i'm gonna get it I'm not going to be worried about the shipping. I'm not going to be worried about it being destroyed and shipping. I'm going to have a fucking Cyclops cover with White Queen where he's riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex like a fucking boss. And I can go get Hickman to sign it. And I can have Lennel U sign it right fucking there. I brought the issue with me that I bought here in, in the Bay Area like maybe a couple weeks before the con, before I flew out to, to Atlanta to bring with me. I had Lennel you sign that. I had Jonathan Hickman sign that. So I've got the actual issue signed by Lennel and Hickman. I've got the actual original cover signed by Hickman and Lennel you. And so that was, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about like every single piece of art I bought there, but that was, I mean, that was the big one. Do you know what I mean? Like that was, that, that was the, the, you know, I, n now I can at least say, you know, it, and again, this is total X-Men pure fucking pressure from all you assholes who, who and, and the funny part is most people will be like, ah, Cyclops is a loser and I'll still get made fun of even though I have an X-Men cover. But I like the X-Men cover and that's all that fucking matters. So anyway, but yeah, that was I mean, that was that was one of the big kind of scores or whatever that, that I was super excited about. And, and, and I think all of that lined up because even if I had taken the plunge, I wouldn't have been able to get Lennel and, and Hickman to sign it necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, maybe if I had bought it years ago, I could have brought it to the show with me, you know, maybe, but would I have wanted to, I don't know, like maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, so it just seemed like, you know, 
like the 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 great conjunction and dark crystal like all the fucking you know moons had lined up and and everything was kind of aligned and right and i could stab the fucking shard into the big dark crystal and go and and fucking get kicked off it and everything like it seemed like it all all sort of worked out so i was um I, i was super happy with that yeah, I do like that cover. So I was like, you know, when you first posted it, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a like a good like that seems like a find like that yeah, no one else yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some of it, you know, some people might be like, oh, you overpaid for that or, you know, whatever the deal is. But, you know, I I mean, to me, it's just kind of like I, I can say now, OK, I've got a Cyclops example. I've got an X-Men example. It's a fucking cover, you know, like so. I mean, I'm I'm pretty content. Like, you know, sometimes people go into their diatribes about things and they talk about how there are, you know, they, they grade the pieces. Like, do you, do you have an F piece? Do you have a C piece? Do you have a, a B piece or an A piece? Well, as far as I'm concerned, that's an A piece. Like, I don't need to, you know, people talk about, oh, do you need to trade up to get something better? Like, I feel like as far as my little mini goals on my list for this year of saying I would like you know, some art with Cyclops on it. And it was very generic. Like it could have just been any old page. It could have been a D page or a C page. As long as I was happy with it, like I would have been fine with it, but it just so happened. Everything sort of lined up and I got an A page that is a cover, you know? And so that's, you know, whatever, that's, that's the feather in my cap for the show. And I was, I was super, super happy about it. I do feel like I did get a little overwhelmed on Friday because I had to, you know, I was I was that was the first thing on my agenda. And then the second thing on my agenda was making sure I picked up everything I prearranged. So, you know, I went over to the 4C table. I, I got my commission from Aranga. You know, we took some photos. I mean, maybe if I had thought more about it, maybe I should have taken a photo with Lennel in the cover or me and Lennel in the cover or me and Hickman in the cover or Pickman in the cover or whatever. But kind of like Justin saying, like, sometimes you don't want to be that guy when there's like you know, 500 other people in line behind you. And you're like, oh, and by the way, can we hold up the line some more so you can take a photo with me? You know, like that kind of thing. So sometimes, you know, there, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of picked and chose when to do that. And usually the best time to do that is, is maybe when there's not a shit ton of people in line, you know, in back of you or whatever. And so yeah, anyway, I, I, I picked and chose my moments to do stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll live with that. You know, I mean, I know it's real, you know, so it's not a big deal. Jared Albrick. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to talk about every single piece of art, but like stuff I commissioned and picked up from friends, essentially, right? Like, like Aranga's a friend. I picked up a commission piece from him and it was, it was a super big ask, but it was like, basically, I asked him to sort of do an homage to Action Comics 651. That's where Perez does that great image of like Maxima, inner telekinetic bubble underwater and Superman's like, you know, swimming down to meet her. And there's all these bubbles coming out of his mouth or whatever, because they're both underwater. And so the, the twist on it for me was I asked to sort of do the amalgam version of it, which is like Mistress Maxima, which is like White Queen and Maxima merged together. And then Super Soldier, you know, which is the, the Cap Superman kind of amalgam character or whatever so he he basically did it with those characters in place right and the the complication for that is that you know there's not really a whole shit ton of reference for mistress maxima like like even the guy who designed the characters like oh yeah i didn't do any character models like we just sort of 
you know, drew it for a few panels and she was barely on it. So we didn't feel the need to do any detailed stuff. So, I mean, you, you kind of had this thing of like, it's kind of Maxima's costume, but then she kind of has like the white Queen's fur cloak or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a little vague, but you know, he, he basically sort of interpreted it and, and, and did like this kind of, you know, full figure image of it and, and super soldier. And it's exactly what I asked for. And it, you know, he, he was doing these commissions for people where he was actually doing recreations of, of pages. And th this may interest you, but one of the ones that really stood out to me, I mean, a lot of people were asking for, you know, Jim Lee X-Men page recreations and, and really, you know, I'd say basic bitch, famous stuff like that. But one of the things that someone asked for was a recreation of the final page of Thunderbolts. So he did he did a recreation of Bagley's, you know, you know, unmasking basically of everybody, you know, of Zemo and everything like that. So and I, I think when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know, who should because uh, I had that amalgam cover thing as an idea in the back of my in the recesses of my brain ever since I got into the hobby but when I saw him do that you know and I told him this I said when I saw him do all those recreations and they looked spot on like Jim Lee and Bagley and all that other stuff I was like you know what I'm like Aranga can pull this off and I'll be super happy with it so you know I asked him to do that he delivered a hundred percent and I mean he's one of the nicest like Commissions are like a crapshoot, you know, like you can you can ask for something, but there's no guarantee you'll get it. You know, a lot of times you spend, you know, tons of time waiting for the product to be delivered and you you spend all this money and there's no real guarantee that you'll ever get it or that, you know, you'll be happy with it once you do. And so there's there's a lot of risk involved with commissions. But for him, like he was I mean he was one of the only guys who sent me like process stuff along the way and, and, and like said, Hey, look, like, th is this okay? Like, do you want it to look like this? Like, is this good? And, and basically gave me updates and, you know, basically super smooth commission experience, you know, like super, super, um, accommodating, I think because he is both collector and, and professional, you know what I mean? Like, like, like he, he, he's, he understands both worlds. Like he, he's commissioned art, you know, and, and he's also been commissioned for art. So, so he, you know, I think he has kind of like a balance of, of both those worlds and, and tries to treat people like how he would want to be treated, you know? So I, I can't say enough good things about the, the piece and his work and his friendship. So, I mean, that, that meant a lot to me. And then I, I had mentioned Jared Albrecht, like that was something I had, you know, that was another, you know, penguin plan or whatever, where I, 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 cause he, you know, Jared does these things where he'll take, you know, these used books and stuff, you know, he's called the yard sale artist for a reason, right? He, he, uh, he gets all these like used paperback books and then, you know, say, say like it's a used paperback book of, you know, a Star Trek, the next generation novel. And then he'll do like an image of Picard on one of the pages or something like that. And then sell that, make a print of it, sell the print, you know, what have you. So my thought was I bought a used beat up copy of that death and life of Superman graphic novel by Roger or 
the novel by Roger Stern. And, you know, it was like the novelization of the death and return of Superman or whatever. And it was one of those larger, it wasn't just a paperback. It was one of those large hardcover books. So the, the page is a little larger, you know, right. And then I found like the exact page where Maxima is battling with doomsday and, you know, she pulls out the gas main and the whole fucking thing blows up and all that stuff. And so I found that exact page and I mailed that to him. And then he, you know, he did that. And I said, I'll again, kind of like with Larry and the, the Alan Davis sketch, I was like, I'll, I'll pick it up at the show, you know? And so that was another really, really cool thing that, uh, that Jared did for me. And I'm really appreciative of that. And then the, uh, the, the, the one last art thing I'll just mention, because these guys went like, I talked about how much commissions are risks and you don't know what you're going to end up getting. And I think we've already laughed about this privately a couple times, but I reached out to these guys and I, I, you know, I, I'm a member of a lot of these Facebook groups, so many that I can't really keep the name straight, but on one of these either sketch groups or commission groups or whatever it is, I saw these guys and they're, they're known as wayward cross comics and it's two brothers and, and they, you know, they do the art for, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they're, they're self-published comics and stuff like that. And I saw them do some commission type sketches and the majority of them were, you know, very manga anime based, you know what I mean? Like they were, they were doing these cool commissions and I kind of looked at them and went, wow, you know, for, for a couple of, I guess I'll just say Western artists. I'm like, they, they really capture, you know, the flavor of anime, you know, in their, in their commissions and stuff. So when like somebody asked for Roroni Kenshin, it, it looked like fucking Roroni, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, sometimes you ask for Roroni Kenshin and then it's a Western artist. So they put their own spin on it and Roroni Kenshin ends up looking like Elmer Fudd or some shit. Cause they have to keep with their own Western style and they can't really, you know, ease into the anime style or whatever so you know you've got these weird pictures of goku where he looks like he's got a snossage for a nose or you know what i mean like i don't, I don't know but but there, i've seen stuff like that where you're like oh if i had asked for you know a, a certain anime character and i got that back i'd be a little disheartened or disappointed or whatever and probably through no fault of of the artist just you know it, it you know it's like you expect something to look one way and it looks another way. And so you're, you know, thus you're disappointed. So I reached out to those guys because I said, hey, I saw these, you know, these commissions you did for these guys. And I said, they look really, really nice. Are you going to be at Heroes? Are you doing any commissions or whatever? And they said yes. And I, I shot them over my idea, which was, you know, I had, I had watched the entirety of Macross 7 through the pandemic. It was, uh, you know, I love it because it's, Basara Nikki, the lead guy. It's like basically they took Minmay and they made Minmay a guy and he's the fighter pilot and he flies his fucking Robotech mech by playing his fucking guitar and singing the enemy to death. And it's like the coolest fucking thing ever. Like literally is it's so batshit fucking crazy that it's it's so cool. And so I, I don't know, I, I guess I just have a lot of affection for that series, even though I've only watched it once and I only watched it like maybe two years ago or three years ago or whatever. But that, that was one of those series that sort of got me through uh, the, the pandemic, as it were. And so I have a lot of fondness for it. And one of my sort of wacky team up commission ideas was I want to have Basara and Nikki singing face to face with Jem from Jem and the Holograms, you know, doing this kind of atypical, you know, 
ballad duet, you know, two singers, you know, with mics, like yelling at one another face to face, like whatever. And so I sent them over that idea. And they said, that sounds great. We can do it. For me, it was incredibly cheap, like, you know, relatively speaking, or incredibly affordable or reasonable or, you know, whatever the socially acceptable term is. But, you know, it was like a nine by 12 image. It was, you know, $50 in color for each figure. So it was $100. And, and I said, that sounds great. Like, okay. And, and then I sort of didn't hear from them for a while, because we, we got to that point where we discussed the idea and I think we discussed pricing, but then after that, it was almost like they sort of dropped off the face of the earth and I didn't hear from them after that. And I just thought, oh, maybe, maybe they're not going to the show. Maybe they forgot about me. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know, you know, like I, I just didn't hear back from them. And then, it, it, you know, it's funny because, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? I'm, I'm, I'm about to go to a show. I don't want to spend any money and I'm spending tons of money before I even go to the show and all this other stuff. And at the very last minute, they were kind of like, Oh, hey, sorry, you know, we've been really busy. We haven't had a chance to go back, get back to you. Like, do you do you still want to do this? And, you know, my instinct was kind of maybe I don't, you know, like maybe I just want to save the hundred bucks or whatever, you know, for something else at the show or whatever. But I thought to myself, you know what? If this turns out bad, I was like, it's only a hundred bucks. Like, it's not a big deal. But if it turns out good, it was only a hundred bucks. Like, that's fantastic. And so I said, you know what, can I, you know, I said, can I just, you know, pay you cash at the show? And they said, that's fine. And man, like, you know, if, if the, the published Cyclops cover was the, the pinnacle of the, the published stuff I got at the show, like I was tickled that I spent, you know, the, the amount of money I spent and the return I got on that, because unlike, you know, I, well, I don't want to say unlike most, but but, you know, like I explained, commissions are a high risk thing. You don't know what you're going to get. You could be extremely disappointed with what you spent a lot of money on. And I mean, I was like, this is exactly what I fucking asked for. And uh, again, the reason why I picked them was because they had that anime style down. Basara and Nikki looked exactly like you would have expected. And, and, and Jem looked really good, too. So I was again, I was really tickled with what. The, the end result of that was and everything. So that, you know, again, that was my primary concern on, on that first day. And then, and then, you know, I, I got some autographs here and there, but you know, some of that extended into, you know, Saturday and then Sunday, because, you know, sometimes there were, there were lines that were really long, like, like the Roy Thomas one, for example, or whatever. I, I kind of gave up on the Daniel Warren Johnson line because I, it, to me, it seemed like it was either I was going to wait in the line for Trad Moore or wait in the line for Daniel Warren Johnson. And I just decided, well, I already have something signed by Daniel Warren Johnson and I don't have anything signed by Trad Moore. So I was like, I'm going to wait in the line for Trad Moore. And when I finished that, I, you know, I didn't have any enthusiasm and or energy to, to, to do another, you know, giant long line or whatever. I, I felt like this was a good show for me because I felt like I overcame a bunch of my fears. And I, I guess I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on air or not, but I know I've told you guys about this. Like, you know, I was always kind of scared to go up to talk to Jim Shooter because of the whole, like, you know, I was a kid at WonderCon and, you know, uh, I wanted to ask him like nerdy questions like, you know, uh, you know, 
what, what tribe does Turok come from or whatever. And I, I remember, you know, my dad, you know, he basically financed that whole WonderCon, was buying me all these, you know, now pennies on the dollar expensive, you know, Magnus Robot Fighter 12s with the first, you know, modern appearance of Turok or wh whatever it was that, you know, Wizard was declaring was the new hot book that had to be $80 or whatever it was. And so when my dad's like, no, 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 don't ask him that, like ask him about, you know, is Valiant going to go public? Like, are they going to have public stocks or whatever? And, you know, of course, at the time, like now you watch all these interviews and documentaries and everything, and you realize, like, when I, as a little kid, asked that question, they were trying to basically buy him out of a privately owned company that he had all the, you know, he, he had basically the full you know, control of or or the the most shares, right? And they went behind his back and and bought out a bunch of shares and and uh, and basically kicked him out of Valiant, right? So so I didn't have any context for it then, but I did now. So I felt like super like you know nervous about like going to talk to the guy, even though he's an extremely nice guy. And again, speaking of getting over your fears, like I think me and Justin were both there when you know, when, when, uh, we were like, oh yeah, they're, they're shooter. He looks free. There's not a big line. Like, let's go up and talk to him or whatever. And I, I basically told him the story and, um, it was interesting because there, there was a moment of visible pain about the whole thing, like where you could tell like that that's always going to be something that's heartbreaking for him. But he immediately kind of turned on a dime and was like, Turok is Algonquin. And he went into this whole thing about how he wrote a script for Dark Horse when they got the rights back to the gold key characters. And some of those comics did come out like Solar and Magnus, I think. But I think the Turok one never got released. And he went into the whole backstory and how they explained how Turok was really good at learning languages, and that's why he knew to speak to the Vikings and the English and all these people in, in the century and could pick up languages easy. And the reason why he had the name Turok, which doesn't sound like an Indian name, and the reason why he had, you know, like steel when, you know, at, at that particular point in time, you know, they, you know, they, you know, the Native Americans probably wouldn't have had Viking steel and all this other kind of stuff. And, uh, and then by the end of it, you know, he, he signed some of the books I had brought for him. And, and then he says, write your name on this card and I'll send you a, a copy of the original, you know, script that I wrote for that Turok. And I wrote my name on the card and, you know, I guess we'll see what happens, but I still think it was a nice thought no matter what happens and made me feel better about asking at least the direction it went because you know who knows it could have gotten ugly or stupid i mean you never know with with some people but i mean he was you know he was super nice and you know as far as don't meet your heroes or whatever the thing is like i'm i'm happy i reintroduced myself to jim shooter and and uh and had that moment with them because that also was me sort of, you know, doing, pulling a dune, you know, I let my fear, you know, flow through me and over me and past me. And now it's behind me. So I, I felt really good about that. I think the longest line that first day was through Hickman, but that, that was like what, 45 minutes at most. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and luckily I think we were, I mean, we, we, we didn't line up there like 
super in advance. Like I think we rolled up there right at three when he was about to start signing. And and I think our original plan was, oh, maybe we should get there like an hour early. So we're right in front of the line. But admittedly, like, but by the time that 45 minutes went through, like there were still tons of people behind us. So, I mean, we, we, it could have been worse. You know what I mean? We could have been there two hours instead of 45 minutes. So I, I think we, you know, we, we made out pretty good as far as that goes. Do, do you do you want to uh, go into the intricate details about bowling? I mean, is that is that is it time for that? Like <laughs> we, we went we, we went to that. What, what did we go to? It was because we met we met Shag and all those guys at that one restaurant. It was like a diner, right? Like mm-hmm. and then I think I wasn't eating at that point because we like we, see Justin's not kidding. I mean, I, I don't think I was a chicken with my head cut off, but I was kind of like, you know, Daffy Duck going like, woo, 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 like going back and forth between different engagements where like I was, you know, there, there were things that the, you know, as I, I'll say the, the, you know, named art bros, you know, like there were events that were going on. Like uh, me and Justin went like uh, this one um, collector, his name's Robert Roosh. And, um, he is a Charlotte local, right? Like, I mean, it's a long walk, but we could have walked to his apartment from, from the Westin. We, we took a ride share down there and and back, you know, just because it was quicker and we were sort of under time constraints or whatever. But what I had, I I sort of tried to do like a best of both worlds thing where, you know, I, I said, okay, well, we'll go to Rob's for a little bit because he was having a get together. A lot of people were bringing their portfolios, sharing off their art, just fun stuff, having conversations. I mean, who knows? Maybe some people, you know, sold art to one another at the show or did trades or whatever. But I mean, essentially, it was just kind of a social thing. You know, people hang out. He's very generous with his time and his house and everything like that. He's got this fantastic. He's a um, he's a cosmic ghostwriter collector, and he's he's probably the world's preeminent cosmic ghostwriter. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, that, that was his, I mean, explicit focus. I mean, he, he does a couple other things like his dad likes Conan and I know he's bought some Conan pages in the past. He, he has little dalliances with Thor and Isad Rabich and things like that. But his primary focus, the, the main thing that he's into is, is cosmic ghostwriter. And he's got this fantastic display, like with all these pages and covers that are framed, uh, kind of this, you know, uh, museum lighting and, and framing and just, you know, CGC issues and, and toys and cards. And the, the whole room is just dedicated to cosmic ghostwriter you know and and of course he's got like you know uh, you know a ton of stuff there for people to eat and drink and all this other stuff and you know so anyway you know the, the way i was trying to do it was i was trying to do both things because i also knew that you know shag and some of those guys were going to go you know go out to eat at this diner so i i think at that point i was like well i'll be damned if i miss the diner thing too but I don't want to miss Rob's thing. So my my compromise was I say, look, Justin, we'll 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 go down there, we'll hang out there for an hour. And then when when the hour is up, you know, we'll take the the rideshare to this diner and hang out at the diner. And then, you know, the, the funny part was in this chat where they were talking about what they were gonna do, someone 
I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Shag, but maybe it wasn't. But somebody said, oh, and then, yeah, after that, like, there's a bowl, uh, bowling alley nearby. And I know, like, Delvin was like, oh, yeah, there's that bowling alley. Like, it's totally cool. And I was like, well, you know, Delvin is a local. Like, he knows the area. Like, if anybody knows what's cool to do, you know, and I was like that, you know, I'm like, that must be a good place to go do it. Right. And I, I thought to myself, oh, well, that sounds really cool. Like, we can we can go to this diner. And, you know, me and Justin had sort of dreamed of bowling together because we did that one Kakaida episode and you know they had the bowling alley in the hotel for whatever reason the resort and we were just like how cool would that be if we could all you know we we could get together and go bowling and when we saw that there was a bowling alley near this diner we I think me and him just immediately glommed onto it and we're like oh yeah like this is going to be great like we're going to go to the diner and then we're going to go bowling and and then um Because there was the art auction that night, then I had to make another choice and be like, oh, fuck, well, I, I can't go bowling. Like, I, you know, I don't want to miss the art auction. Not that the art auction was great this year because it sucked, but, you know, they had decided, as opposed to last year when they took the group photo on the cosplay stage, like sometime in the middle of the day or whatever on Sunday, they said, oh, you know, so many people were already gone by Sunday. Like, we want to take it Saturday night right before the art auction because they figured everybody's going to, you know, all the art collectors, all the people from comic art fans are going to be at that art auction. So we'll take the group photo like right before it starts. Like, you know, it seemed like a wise you know, I don't know, you know, as wise as a decision as it could be. Right. Like that, that, that has a certain logic to it. Right. And so I'm kind of sitting here like at this diner, but also looking at my clock going, how long is it going to take me to run back to the hotel so that I don't miss this group photo? And part of my urgency with the group photo, and this is, I guess, going back to me overcoming my fears was I thought I looked like a fat, stupid fuck in the last group photo. I was not happy with how I looked in that photo. I, I, my eyes were closed. I looked half asleep and I had a big fucking pouch on my stomach. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I was like, Oh, I'm not proud of that photo. I don't even like how I look in that photo. And I think part of me spending all this time, you know, trying to, uh, you know, lose weight, eat healthier, be more fit, you know, part of my uh, long-term reward was going to be to be in this group photo and look at it and be happy with the person I was in that group photo. And so that was, you know, I mean, I never, I don't think I vocally said this to anyone ever. Um, it was just in my own head thoughts, but that, that was my sense of urgency with not missing that group photo, no matter how the art auction turned out. And so basically, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to give up bowling or whatever. So I went to the diner, I had some water and I showed off some of my art and, 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 you know, there were a couple different groups and different booths. So that made it a little weird because you were trying to like say hello to people, but you were really in different booths and all that kind of stuff. And eventually I was just like, look, uh, you know, I, I was like to Shag, look, I am here. I do love you guys. I want to hang out with you. Like, that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? But I'm also trying to, you know, bounce around like Daffy Duck and, 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 and 
hopefully not um, alienate anyone else that I'm supposed to be friends with and go hang out with. And, 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 you know, like I said, the underlying thing for me was, you know, that, that self-described urgency with the group photo. I didn't want to miss that group photo. And so I'm texting people going, Hey, have they set up the group photo yet? And the guy's like, Oh, not yet. But you know, they said they're going to do it at seven. And I'm like, okay, uh, I should be able to run back within 15 minutes. And so when 745 rolled around, I was like saying goodbye to people. Uh, it was kind of funny because I was trying to hug Ryan goodbye, but his wife was in the booth in front of him. And then there was like this awkward thing of like, we're smushing his poor wife and 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 Ryan doesn't care about it because he's busting her balls about it or whatever. And so, like, I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is not, you know, this is not I, I'm not trying to make you feel super awkward. But Ryan wasn't having any of it. <laughs> he was still doing it anyway. And I thought that was funny, even though I was like, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so so basically I'm running back and running past all these. That was really weird, Justin. You weren't there. But like there was some dude taking photos of a girl that was just wearing like a, a bra or something like, I mean, she had pants on, but you know what I mean? Like, like, but no like real shirt to speak of. And it looked like either he was trying to take glamor photos of her or something. And then, okay. the, and then, and then across the other side of the street where I was, and I'm looking at this going, this is weird. And then the side of the street I was on, there were like all these uh, chicks that I was like, are these are these street walkers? Like who, what, what is going on here? And, and so I'm just kind of like, okay, trying to mind my own business and whatever, and just race back to this hotel to take the group photo. And then I felt a little better because when I finally got to the Westin, I saw a bunch of art bros outside smoking, you know, like some of the guys that smoked. And I was like, well, if they're all out here smoking, then that means they haven't lined up for the group photo yet. So I'm not running late. So instead of going straight to the auction you know, the, up the escalator to the auction area where they were going to take the group photo. I actually went up back to our room. I took a quick, you know, bathroom break and, 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 uh, you know, put a bunch of, you know, I, I was like, Oh, I, I, I did some shots of Listerine and brushed my teeth and what, you know, like basically like tried to clean myself up a little bit. And then I went back downstairs and then I was like right on time because I think almost just as soon as I got there, everybody was like, okay, we're lining up for this thing. And then it was like a split second later, dude took one photo and everybody's like, you only took one photo. Like, is that good enough? You don't want to take like multiples or whatever. And, and then, and then, you know, I think Bill looked at the camera and was just like, looks pretty good. Everybody's smiling. Like nobody looks derpy. Like I think it's fine. And and then everybody's like, okay. And then we all went to this auction, which was fucking terrible. And most of us spent most of it outs outdoors because, um, cause the, the, the mic was too loud because there were a bunch of weirdos like cursing Tourette's at everybody to tell them to shut the fuck up. In in addition to the dumb guys on the mic telling everybody to be quiet. So everybody else kind of stayed outside because I don't know if it was me like, well, I felt like it was me at first because my initial reaction, because there was this one guy who literally stood up, turned around and was like, shut the fuck up and blah, 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 blah. And like when that happened, my initial reaction was, wow, I want to go over there and beat the fuck out of that guy. And then when I thought that I was like, if I do that, then I'll probably go to jail and I can't drive Justin home and I won't be able to, you know go to the show and, and you, you know what I mean? Like I started, I, I literally went through like all the possible variables that would happen after I beat the fuck out of this guy. Cause that's, that's how off putting it was, but you were, but I was seriously considering like, 
I should just go up and beat the fuck out of that guy. And then, you know, whatever. And then when I went outside, like what, what actually I was like, I'm not the only crazy fuck around because I swear to God, like two or three other people that I talked to that walked outside were like, yeah, I walked outside cause I wanted to beat that guy's ass. And I was just like, Oh, it's not just me. Like, ev- like everyone wanted to beat that guy's ass and they all like, it was like the great exodus, you know, it was like the fucking, the, the parting red sea or some shit. And all these guys just said, Oh, forget this. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to, you know, drink and hang out with my friends or whatever. And that's mostly what I did for, you know, for the rest of that auction. I mean, I would pop my head back in here and there and see what was going on. And there were, there were a couple of people that bid on some pieces and won. And then there was what I call kind of like a shadow auction the next Sunday morning where the art collector that I told you about that is the cosmic ghost writer collector. He, um, got a really nice piece of, uh, Optimus Prime from Daniel Warren Johnson. So that was really cool. Anyway, so so some people scored and got some really good stuff. There were no, you know, I mean, there wasn't any in 2022 either, unfortunately, Tony, but there, there were no cosplay girls like walking up and down the aisles, showing off the art. I mean, like all the stuff that was like, like really cool about that auction, I think even though some of it was annoying in 2019, like anything that was remotely good about it w- didn't exist you know, in, in 2023, if that makes sense. Basically I spent the night hanging out with people and then I went downstairs to the Weston bar and we hung out there for the rest of the night and took all these goofy photos and hung out with people and laughed and, you know, enjoyed ourselves and felt really good about all that. And, you know, some people were celebrating their wins and, and, you know, their buys and, you know, whatnot and what have you. And then, you know, that was like Saturday night. And then, Sunday. Oh, wait. So I should get back to it. So, so I, and, and, and this whole time, I think I thought I had missed out on bowling. So, yeah. So so now, now, now go back to what actually happened. Meanwhile, I'm at the diner. I'm, I'm eating this giant strawberry milkshake. It was really good. I, you know, doing my diet and exercise thing, I don't allow my thing. I don't, I don't allow myself such things, but I was like, luxury location. Yeah. So I'm eating this giant thing, and all of a sudden Shag's like, uh, "So what are we doing?" And I was like, "What do you mean, what are we doing? We're bowling." And Shag just looks at me, starts shaking his head. And he's like, "No, no, we're not bowling. We told you we're bowling. We're not bowling." I was like, "What do you mean? Like I stayed behind for bowling?" He's like, "There's no bowling." And I like, I wasn't angry, but I kind of like made a big show out of it. And I like, I smacked my hand on the table really hard. I was like, "You're lying to me." And like all the plates are rattling and Shag like had like the deer in the headlights moment for like, you know, 0.6 seconds, like, you know, data and first contact. Like it felt like an eternity. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, who said bowling? Like that was never a discussion. I was like, Derek showed me the thing in the chat bowling. He's like, oh, well, whoever said that, like, they're not here. And I was like, they're not here. You're here. I'm going to blame you. Like, what are we doing? So there was like murmur, murmur, some murmuring and Shag announces, we're going to this place and we're going to have ice cream. And I was like, I just had a giant friggin' strawberry milkshake and you guys are going for ice cream. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I'm going back to the hotel room. I'm tired. I'm going to lay down. <laughs> like I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't genuinely mad or anything, but I was just like, oh man, I'm tired. I'm going to lay down. And then like, you know, just Shag and I like shot the breeze, like walking 
back to the hotel before like they split off to go eat their ice cream but but um we did get to go bowling later on yeah Sunday eventually, night. eventually it did i mean it finally like it, it was yeah. the longest time coming but when when we're busy saying our goodbyes to everybody on the show floor on sunday and i was talking about trying to do the whole thing for nancy collins that didn't work out or whatever you know me and Keith were talking about it. And I think we made the right move ultimately. But at, at that point, we were discussing like, well, should we rent a lane? Like, should we should we reserve a lane like ahead of time? And when he was looking at like the app on his phone, it was like charging him like a shit ton of money. And 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 it, it was only for certain times. And it seemed like crazy or whatever. And I just kind of said, well, you know what? We don't have like firm commitments like there were people that are like you know some people were already leaving right so they couldn't go bowling with us on sunday night some people were like oh maybe we'll go you know like that sounds fun but it wasn't like uh, a firm like yes we will go and ultimately it ended up being tim price who does the batman and the outsiders podcast it ended up being kichi baker justin and myself and and it was the four of us so one it was only the four of us so i think before we were looking at reserving like you know for eight people not four people so that probably increased the cost right and and then we we just did a walk in basically like so that night we walked in we we talked to them i think it ended up being like 90 something bucks so it was it was you know it basically when we were looking at reserving it it looked like it was going to be over $100 probably $200 and then you know the difference was almost like half half off of that it ended up being like 90 something dollars or whatever it was i mean th then i i felt like fucking star lord you know i was like finally fucking bowling you know like 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 real fucking bowling, you know? And um, I, you know, I mean, I we kind of talked about this on the Kakaida show when me and Justin, you know, we're, we're talking about it on Toku Thursdays, but I mean, I had not bowled since late 2007. That I mean, I used to bowl with all those guys from Hollywood Park and it was just, you know, a social thing. It wasn't, we weren't in a league. We weren't trying to beat each other's pants. Nobody cared about what the scores really were. It was just to go out, to, to eat food, to, to have drinks, to have fun, to, to hang out with, with cute dealers and, 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 you know, your friends and, and whatever was going on at the time, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so I was like, holy shit, you know, what is that? Like three, 10, three, like almost like 16 years, you know, I haven't bowled in 16 years. So I was like super excited about it. I hadn't done it in a while. So, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of sucked, but you know, whatever. I, I was never that great to begin with. I, I sort of wounded myself and, and my, my, my uh, thumb got a little bloody towards the end there, I think. But uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun. They, they had food there. So I got some tacos. They had some like weird arcade games that I was like, there was like a weird highfalutin version of, of a Turtles game. And there was like this weird arcade version of Injustice. And I was like, that's so weird, but it was there. And I mean, you know, we didn't play any of the video games. We were just bowling, but I, I did walk over there and take a, take a look at them because I'm a fucking geek. And I was like curious. I was like, what the fuck? An Injustice arcade game? Like, I, I guess I just assumed that all that stuff was, you know, mobile and, you know, game, you know, uh, you know, game platforms and that kind of shit. I had no idea there was like an arcade version of Injustice, but it was it was there. 
you know, and anyway, like, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I had prearranged to buy a shit ton of phone data. You know, I added like two or three gigabytes to my plan before I left for the trip. Cause I know how much data I end up using on a vacation because usually I'm not tethered to wireless or conservative, you know, it's like, I'm taking photos. I'm on social media all the time, communicating with people. I'm uploading shit, downloading shit, like whatever the hell it is. Right. So I knew I was going to use a whole bunch. And even though I did all that on, on the ride home, right. When I didn't want it to happen, right. When I had to check into my plane flight, I started getting this warning, like you have 10% left of your data. And I was like, motherfucker. But the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, we took tons of photos during bowling. We uploaded them all like we had tons of fun. Like that was a great, great fucking night. I was like super happy that it actually, you know, that 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 happened, that I was able to bowl with Justin, that I was able to bowl with Keith and Tim Price, like super fun night. I couldn't be happier with with how that all wrapped up and everything. And then, I mean, technically that was not the end, right? Like, I mean, I, I had plans within plans. There was a discovery exhibit where they had the the Marvel exhibit. And that's where I probably, you know, shit can the rest of my phone data was, uh, you know, me and Justin went to the discovery exhibit where they, you know, they had the, the Marvel museum show or whatever the hell it's called. Right. You know, a lot of it is like, you know, costumes and props from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, you know, the primary draw for art collectors is there's a, a great deal of art from people's personal collections that's framed and on display at these museums. And so there was, you know, a shit ton of really cool art. And I, I know both of you guys are on social media, so you probably saw all the photos from it. But, you know, me and Justin took photos and hung out with the, the thing and the watcher and, you know, all those kind of display stands and different things like that. And one of my buddies kind of asked me like what I, you know, what piece spoke to me the most, like what was the most impressive. And, um, I think like my, my gut reaction was like seeing that Bill Everett Namor page, like something that's like so old, you know what I mean? Like something that's like from, you know, the, the, the late 1930s or early 1940s or something like that. Like, I, and, and, and seeing it without, uh, I think I was wowed because I guess one, sometimes the colors, you know, muddy the, the, the beauty of the original art in certain cases. But also I think I was mainly used to reading those early issues of, um, uh, like Marvel comics and, and stuff like that, like those golden age things, they were always done with like, like I was telling Justin, like when I used to go to Loyola Marymount, we used to be able to read stuff like that, but it was all on microfiche. And like, I mean, I've seen even today, like there are people that still have, you know, scans of shit that are from those microfiche film slides. And I guess I say that because that microfiche, it's like, um, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like when, uh, you know, I, I don't wear glasses, right? But I imagine that when people who wear glasses take off their glasses and their eyesight is fuzzy, like that's how I feel when I look at microfiche. Everything is fuzzy. And so to see the original art without the color and it not looking like a fuzzy microfiche, I was just like, oh man, this Bill Everett Namor is so fucking cool. Like, like it, it was it was super awesome. And then me second guessing myself. The, the other thing that I saw, and this might be something like I uh, said before, where, you know, maybe it's something that's way out of my reach and it's Chinatown and I should just forget about it. But 
the the other thing that I saw that really really made me want something like this was um, they had the painted Joe Jusco cover uh, to Deathlock from the miniseries, and man, seeing those painted color, you know, that artwork like in person in real life, like it was. Uh, I don't know. I was just I, I, that. I think that and the Namor one were the ones I stopped and just stared at for the longest time that I really, really liked. But I, I don't know. Did you have any favorites at that exhibit, Justin? The um, Alex Schomburg Human Torch cover. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic, and just the fact that something like that survives to this right, day is right. amazing. That, that, and it, that's the same same as the Namor, right? Where you're like, holy yeah. shit, how fucking old is that? You know. And, and and it survives in one piece like it looked almost pristine like it looked it just came off someone's drawing board the um the namor thing you mentioned like you know i'm a big namor guy so that was high on my list and then the um first appearance of the vision cover and then the oh, death yeah, of yeah. The, the death of gwen stacy pages like those yeah, yeah I, I think i think everybody talked about the, yeah. the death of gwen stacy pages and then i know a lot of people talked about the the Captain America Annual Eight cover, you know, the Zek yeah. you know, Wolverine and slashing Cap Shield, like that was something that was was people's go-to a lot. That they kind of said was one of their favorites. I, I liked seeing the costumes and stuff. Like, um, it it was cool seeing you know different versions of the actual Iron Man armors in person yeah, and Cap yeah, yeah. Shield. And then I was telling you, I was like, man, I I, I guess I never realized how tiny scarlett johansson is like i don't mean to like her waist but just like no, no, how no, tall she mean, is and, yeah and i mean her, her arms and legs are like super tiny i was just like man like i just i don't know it's it that just kind of struck me i was like man she's she's tiny so so i'll i'll ask mike and then i'll let i'll let justin rat me out for for this part but this involves mike because i sent mike a uh, live uh video uh directly from the exhibit so so mike tell people what was what was in that video oh yeah with spider-man and you did the japanese like spider-man Spider-Man. There, there was that but i i sent you a private one that i i didn't send to anyone on social media uh, it was just you i don't i don't remember you don't you don't remember <laughs> That's no, funny. maybe I didn't see it. It, uh, it was no, you saw it. It, it. it was the one where I was I was ranting and raving where I said they they have original art of Agatha fucking Harkness. Oh but yeah, there was no okay. there was yeah. no original no, art. No Hawkeye. Hawkeye, but they had Agatha Hark- Harkness. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? They have no Hawkeye art, but they have a fucking page from the fucking Darkhold with Agatha fucking Harkness. What the fuck? So okay, now now Justin, wrap me out. Tell 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 everybody what happened when I did that. So while Derek is doing his profanity, heavily profanity laden rant, I see some little old granny woman like kind of like making her way towards our area, and the whole time she is like shooting death daggers into Derek's back because he's just going on this like profanity tirade. They they, they clearly didn't work because I never saw her, and <laughs> they they clearly didn't. If if they did stab me like i i didn't feel them i was like invulnerable to them so (laughs) but i mean again like you know used a lot of data uh had a lot of fun uh made the wise executive decision to check out of our room uh you know at like eight or nine o'clock right when we made our way to the exhibit because uh you know 
I think I was thinking because we had a time, you know, you have to you have to schedule the time when you're going to attend or whatever. And since we had like, I think, like a 930 time slot, I just thought, oh, well, you know, we'll probably get out of there by 1030 and walk back and check out at 11 the, the checkout time and be fine. But since we were already downstairs and we had already, you know, moved all of our bags into the rental car and everything, I was like, oh, I'll just check out now. And I'm glad I did that because it took way longer than that. Like we did, what, what time did we get out? Like 1231? I, I can't remember. Um, It was a little bit after 12. Yeah. 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 It was like a little after 12. So, so again, we didn't, we didn't, you know, it was Monday morning. Like we didn't really leave Charlotte until, you know, mid afternoon. And so, you know, I guess technically we had a quote unquote late start. Right. And, and then uh, we, we kind of decided to stop off at different places on the way back. So I'm trying to remember what was, uh, I can't remember now. What was, it was, was it Acme Comics? Was that where we stopped? I can't remember the name of the show. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, there, there was a shop that had uh, a page from Generation 2, you know, the, the Marvel book. So I just, it wasn't for sale, but I, I just wanted to see it in person. And so, it, it, you know, it was kind of like two hours outside of Charlotte, but kind of like way in the other direction, like away from Justin. And so I was like, this is going to take a while if we do this. But Justin was like, that's cool. Like we can stop at some places. And, um, and we ended up stopping at, um, at that shop. And, um, and, and I, I think it was a good stop because I was, it's funny. I was looking for this one trade paperback because it, it had the cover to a piece of art that I had bought at the show. But, you know, I think originally I was hoping I would come across that before we got to the show so I could have the artist sign like the art and the comic. But uh, ironically, I, I did find that trade like after the show and it was at that particular shop or whatever, you know, so like, it, it, you know, it wasn't like it was, uh, you know, a quote unquote wasted trip The the guy there that was the, I guess he was the store owner. Like he was a pretty nice guy and chatted with us and, you know, seemed really friendly and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he did recommend a burger place and it was raining cats and dogs and we couldn't find it to save our lives. And we got super soaking wet. And then we got into the car and tried to turn on the heat and maybe get warm, but um, that wasn't exactly working. And then, of course, you know, it's like when it's raining cats and dogs, it's kind of hard to see. And and then, you know, when we were driving off, we we're like, oh, there's the stupid burger place that we just totally missed or whatever. But uh, because of that, and th this is like a super long and stupid backstory, but the the short version of it is like the in a lot of these chats going way back to 2022 when people were going to Charlotte and Heroes Con the last time I went uh, there was lots of discussion and talk about Bojangles. And I was like, you know, what, what is a Bojangles? And, you know, like I, I didn't know any of it. Right. And, uh, and so then I got the idea like that, you know, some of these people really dug eating at Bojangles cause it wasn't around them. And, you know, you had these, what is it like, uh, uh, blueberry biscuits and, and, you know, that kind of food or whatever. And, um, so, Damn it, Jerry. It's bow time. Yeah, I know. I, I I I kept joking with Justin about it. Like, and then eventually it really did become bow time. So we went to Bojangles. I, I went to, you know, I went twice, in fact, because on on the drive back from Justin's when I went back to Georgia, one of the places I stopped at was a Bojangles just to get the bow berry, because I didn't get the bow berry the first time. I got like one of those 
meals with the biscuit and the chicken inside or whatever. So, so yeah, so now, now I can say I've done it. I can say I've eaten at Bojangles, you know? So, so, I mean, I, I'm just checking all kinds of stuff off the bucket list. So, yeah. It, it was it was kind of a lengthy drive back. And then, you know, I, like I said, I timed it pretty well. I got back just in time to uh, drop off the rental car at Atlanta. Oh, you know, we had this discussion. Hertz was better, I think, than I think Avis was the, the car I used the last time, because um, the last time when I brought the car back, it seemed like I got charged like, you know, almost like twelve hundred dollars in addition to what I prepaid for the rental car. And I think we determined that that was because there were like hidden charges for mileage. Do you know what I mean? Because I drove the car over a certain amount of miles and then there were like extra fees associated with that. So I think this time around, I, I made sure like there's no hidden fees, like there's unlimited mileage. Like, you know, I don't want to have a big bill when I've already paid for this rental car. Um, and for the most part, it, it was fine. I did get charged like, I think like 150 bucks. And apparently, uh, and this, I don't think I could have figured out a way to fix this, but $50 was for a fucking car wash because the car was dirty by the time I brought it back to them. And <laughs> then, um, and then a hundred bucks. It rained the whole time on the way back and it, it, it did, it did. but it was, it, but I mean, that doesn't matter. Like it was dirty as fuck. And then it rained and then it got dirty again. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it, basically the rain didn't fix anything that was dirty. Like it just made it worse probably. Um, you know, it wasn't like you took it to like a real car wash and got it like, you know, waxed or polished or whatever. Right. So basically, and then, and then I think the, the other hundred dollars was like some kind of, um, I don't know. I'd have to look at it, but it was like some some kind of goofy like uh, fee for some some such like. And I was just kind of like I was kind of bugged by that, but I was just kind of like, well, it was better than, you know, it wasn't as bad as the last time. So I, I I'm going to I'm going to call that a, a semi victory as far as that goes. But, um, you know, I mean, most of the most of the ride back, I was just listening to other people's podcasts and hanging out and all that other stuff. And you know, it, it took a while, but, um, you know, obviously I, I, you know, I got home and lived to see another day and, um, I'm, I'm really happy. I got to, you know, spend time with Justin. Justin was a great host. I'm, I'm happy, uh, you know, that, that I had, um, some respite, you know, some, some places to, to sleep at for, you know, in between those drives and all that other stuff. And, um, and, and you were a good wingman. Like you reminded me about Nancy Collins. You'd listened to all my fucking bullshit, you know? So, um, so I, you know, I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. And I had a good time. As did I, it was an adventure. I don't know. Do you guys have any comments, questions, concerns? You ran a car and they like, were like, wait, you want to drive this too? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Uh, um, I am curious, Derek, you, you visited some Bojangles, but you know, you had remarked on this when we went in 2019. Did you? Oh, I, 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 I remarked the hell out of Cracker Barrel, but we didn't, we didn't stop at any Cracker Barrels. What about Dollar General? Uh, I, I may have remarked on one, but we didn't stop at one. Because <laughs> I remember, like, like in 2019, one of the things you said, you're like, you, you, you know, you, you yeah, know, you better, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I was like, there was um. I think I wrote it down somewhere so I wouldn't forget, but now, oh, oh, that's what it was. <clears throat> so 
and and I don't think Justin was looking or maybe maybe Justin wasn't ever in the car when I passed these because this was like the leg of the trip where Justin wasn't involved, like me driving from Justin's back to Atlanta. There's like this weird franchise of of uh, like, you know, mowers and not like lawn mowers, but like the kind of, you know, grass mowers that like are like cars like that, you know, and you know what I mean? Like that you sit in and you drive around this giant lawn and mow it or whatever. Yeah. And it must be a franchise because there was more than one of them and they were called bad boy motors or mowers like bad boy mowers. And I was just like, bad boy. Mo like <laughs> what? Like it kind of reminds me of like, we, we have this gas station up here in, in Hayward called rotten Robbie's gas. And I'm like, who the fuck wants to buy gas from somebody named rotten Robbie? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And just the same thing. I'm like, what are you trying to say? Your lawnmower is cool. Like it's like Optimus prime cool with like flames on the side of it. Like I'm a bad boy mower. I'm like, you mow a fucking lawn. Like, there's nothing bad boy about that. Like, I don't understand, but that's why it stood out to me. So, yeah. Tony, uh, Derek did send me a voice message on discord. He, all it said was cracker barrel. I have arrived. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Derek, I, knows I, he's, Derek knows he's in the South when he sees the cracker barrel. Yeah. I, I, I knew I was here. I knew I was there when I saw the cracker barrel and I, I knew we were, we were good to go. I was, I was making progress. Cracker Barrel, I have arrived. Yeah, that, that was like the first thing you said when you like picked me up in 2019. You're like, is is like this whole is the South just made up of uh, Dollar Generals and vape shops? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my answer was yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Red, red. Oh man. I, I have to I have to wonder at Rob at Rotten Robbie's does like is the interactions like uh, I need ten dollars in gas and he just looks at you goes sure you do <laughs> I I have no idea because I've never gone there it always made me feel uncomfortable I'm like why am I gonna go get gas from somebody named Rotten Robbie like, you want ten dollars in gas you'll get fifteen and you like it bub I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like $15 of gas in California barely fucking gives you a quarter of a tank. Like, <laughs> you just like walk in and there's just a guy behind the counter, like shaving with a switchblade. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's some, something weird, but yeah. Oh, well, it, it sounds like a blast. It sounds like you yeah. had a wonderful time. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a good trip. I mean, you know. I, I mean, my credit card doesn't think it was a good trip. I'm, 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 I'm mostly paid off, uh, but um, I, I, I already probably maxed it out again because I'm, I'm prepping for that, uh, the trip I was telling you guys about in January. So I, I had to, you know, get some plane tickets and, and do a couple things in advance. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, stuff like this hey. is always fun. I mean, I, 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 I you know, my. I think in actuality, like when I was there, I, I feel like I was fairly successful in um, getting to spend time with with everybody that was at the show that I knew personally or online, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know if I was successful or not, but but uh, I, I feel like I was. So so I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. And I guess I say that to say uh, just if if I didn't mention your name on this show, uh, that doesn't mean I wasn't thrilled to hang out with you or that we didn't share a bunch of cool moments. But um, there there were tons of stuff that 
that uh, that went on at that show, and and there were tons of uh, people that I now consider close friends. So um, so yeah, and and like Justin said, you just rest assured, you were one of the the cool fifty five that I introduced him to. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed meeting Shag. You know, um, once we got to like actually uh, talk about like Doctor Who and Star Trek and stuff. You oh know, yeah, like, yeah. When we went to that, um, what was that called? That Buffalo that was that weird place. Wildlings. But yeah, we had to we had to order with our fucking smartphones or whatever. That was weird. But yeah. yeah. And then um, hanging out with uh, Keith G. Baker the whole. Oh yeah. Uh, trip like you know Keith's a really great guy and I yeah. enjoyed getting to know him and hanging out with him and um, introducing you all to the uh, Grant Morrison. It's not fucking real that we did. It's all not weekend. fucking real. Yeah, yeah, that was that was what we spent the whole uh, the whole weekend doing. Well, I think I think that's about it, right? So, I mean, unless anybody unless anybody on the call or or, or people that want to uh, uh, send us follow up comments have any thoughts, questions, and or concerns, uh, I think we're going to wrap things up tonight. And I, I have to change my I have to change my preamble from now on, guys, because I don't know if you saw this or not, but apparently uh, Stitcher Radio is at end of life as of, uh, I think, like August something or other, like in the middle of August, the end of August or something like. And I was kind of surprised because I was like, I thought that Stitcher was like some kind of institution. Like I, I guess I was under the impression it just was not going to go away. But um, apparently, if you if you log into the app, it's like, oh, uh, save all your podcasts that you want, or transfer them to a different podcast catcher. But uh, we're not going to be around after August. And I was like, wow, really weird. Um, so I can't I can't tell you to find us on Stitcher Radio because probably by the time you're listening to this, it's it's either almost gone or on its way out um but we we can be streamed we're on apple podcasts not stitcher radio google play spotify and amazon music and we're on all kinds of social media while they exist as they are for now we're on tumblr twitter instagram facebook we appreciate all the likes hearts shares and retweets that we receive and until the next time until the next con uh, this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Mike's asleep. This is Mike signing off. I'm a duty head. Yeah. I'm a duty head. Are you awake? Are you alive? Did you pass out? Uh-oh, he's typing. Uh-oh, his mic <laughs> cut out. Okay. Michael's mic is a duty head. Signing off. Wait, wait. I hear something. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, I just plugged it and plugged it back in. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay, everybody else sign off so we can end this. This is Justin signing off. Bowling! Uh, this is Tony, and we are proudly not sponsored by Rotten Robbie's Gas Station. Yay. All right, good no night. No cross-promotion with them.
entry, I did mention the 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 guy from Animated, but he never had a toy. Yeah, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, and thanks for know. making that title card. It is elegant in its simplicity. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, totally, totally works. How lazily can I do this? I was like, and I was like, okay, here's hey. what I'll do. Sometimes laziness is the mother of uh, succinct yeah. invention, right? Like I, I thought it worked excellently. Yeah. You pick, you pick one from all three of us, and they all were kind of music related. And I was like, that's awesome. And he probably spent like two minutes doing that. So I was like, me, I'd put too much thought into it and try to include everything. But you, you found one from each of us, and then went, ta-da, I'm done. And I went, wow, that's really good. Yeah. I was thinking, like, at first I was like, oh, man, am I going to have to do some big complicated thing where it's like the friggin', like, turn a Gundam opening where all the little pictures mm-hmm. are of every opening we did or something, like, spilling out of that big tree of life or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, no, no, like, you can do something simple, so. Turn a turn, turn a turn, turn a It's just perfect, yeah, even if you don't really care, you can still get something that somebody will like. Hmm. It's true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. It's true. It's true. I'm just being a little sarcastic bitch tonight. I better call my tits. <laughs> hey, when you can, when you, when your half-ass, um, when your um, half-ass effort make looks like a full-ass effort, that means you've got the stuff, man. Yeah, that you do have the stuff, Mike, and and calm your titty discs, Mr. Jackson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You, when, when, I, I guess like. Basically, what, what what Mike is saying is is he's so good that even when he's using half of his ass, it's it's about the same as somebody else using their full ass. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm only using one of my cheeks. <laughs> he's like, I can beat you with one ass tied behind. My, this isn't even my, my final one cheek ass. tied behind my back, or however that goes. This isn't even my final ass form. <laughs> 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 now give me one episode's worth of time and i'll show you uh, uh, that's good <laughs> and also tony don't shoot me in the back while i'm transforming <laughs> i can't make any promises i mean <laughs> but more than likely i haven't learned yet so i probably won't <laughs> well I'll, I'll let you stand there with your arms up gathering energy if you let me transform so what Mike's trying to say is his ass is ally to good and nightmare to you. <laughs> I just be sitting there like do 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 and I'm gonna do 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 I'm gonna do 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 charge in my attack. <laughs> Did you just hold a grudge? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 